Can you be quiet, please? Thank you. Welcome to Pirate Radio Live. There's local politics, bud. I don't care about the weather. I can't control the weather. Don't want to talk about the weather. Sustained effort and violence. No, please. No, please. Everyone be quiet. Was that supposed to be funny? I got a little taco meat on my chest. Cool. Neat story. I want to shake his hand. 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 Family. Let's get to pumping. Now live from the Pirate Radio Studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock. Alrighty, welcome in to a free beer Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live, kicking off a great sports weekend. A lot going on here in Greenville, North Carolina, and we are watching the masters right now been watching it all day and great news to report harold varner will be wearing purple on sunday at augusta because not only did he make the cut he is one shot off the lead in after two rounds in the masters after his round is done now there are still golfers on the course that lead uh, could grow uh the deficit could grow but as of right now hv3 two under uh after shooting one under today and there are a group of four at minus three right now at augusta and if you pay attention to the the coverage what everybody's saying the conditions are getting worse and worse as far as wind goes so not a lot of low scores expected uh for the remainder of the day there at uh in augusta so harold is in a fantastic spot and man if he did not bogey on 17 where he had a chance to par he would be tied for the lead right now but awesome news we'll be able to watch some hv3 coming up on saturday and sunday at the masters what a round today we will talk a lot about that uh mark greenheld's golf shop radio show joins us in our five o'clock hour as does morgan aylers voice of daddy ficklin stadium and Minji's coliseum we'll talk some pirate hoops football baseball with morgan coming up Later on in today's show, we'll have our Friday NFL chat with Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com. He joins us coming up at 4 o'clock. And in uh, just a little bit, we'll hear from Brian North, WCTI 12, as uh, we'll talk about everything going on in the world of sports. But as we kick off today's show, we got a Free Beer Friday winner coming up in Hour 3. Let's go ahead and give away something right now. How about four tickets to tonight's baseball game big series with wichita state and it begins tonight at 6 30 and we're going to open up the phone lines right this second 317-1250 caller four wins four tickets to tonight's game you have to be able to pick these tickets up before six o'clock today so if you can get down here to the studio within the next uh, couple hours uh, you can have these tickets right now, 317-1250, if you want to jump in and go see the Pirates take on the Shockers coming up to open up the series tonight at Clark LeClaire Stadium. So once again, call in if, and only if, you can come down and pick these tickets up. Got them right here in my hand. All right, so uh, we're giving that away now. Shirley Rhodes will have our winner in just a moment um shirley rhodes is here cj schaefer is here as well on a friday as uh, we have a lot to talk about going on in the world of sports and uh the big story here i'm all of a sudden a golf fan harold varner the third has got me all wrapped up in the masters and uh watch golf all day here today at work he just wrapped up his round two 
uh, where he goes one under on the day, two under for the tournament, and is just one shot back of a, uh, a now group of three as another golfer. I think it was Cam Smith, who was three under par, has just dropped to two under. So uh, there is only uh, there are two of the golfers have finished at three under. So Harold will not have a chance to have a lead. Danny Willett, the other at three under, but he is on hole eight right now. So again, we're going to see probably some high numbers come through later on uh, this afternoon with all that wind at Augusta for you uh, Tiger fans out there. He is already three over today, two over for the tournament. The cut line projected cut is four over par. And again, Harold uh, way safe of that cut line as he has been playing fantastic. All right, um, Shirley, did we get a winner for the tickets? Sorry, I was watching Tiger putt. Uh, J.R. Robertson is our winner. He's going to come by and pick those tickets up. By the way, a big thank you to David Price Construction for providing those tickets for us to give away today. Countdown to first pitch, three hours and 25 minutes. Yep, and uh, ECU softball will be in action at 5 o'clock this afternoon, so we'll have uh, an update on that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard. Presented by DeBuck. DeBuck. And we will be uh, having our leaderboard updates as well on the Buccaneer Music Hall leaderboard. All right, uh, Shirley, CJ, welcome. Hey, Clip, how you doing? CJ was watching some golf today. I don't normally, but like we said, I think it was yesterday, right? When Harold's doing well, got to check it out. Yeah, I I like football and basketball. I like baseball, but as I said earlier this week, I, I like the Braves. I don't like watching two random teams I don't like play baseball. I like East Carolina. Yep. I went to school there. I like I root for them. But it's tough for me to just watch a baseball game. It's tough for me to watch golf. In fact, I don't watch golf unless I have some rooting interest. And Harold Varner III uh, it, it is a guy. I got somebody to root for. I got somebody to back. I was thinking about it in wrestling terms, CJ, where I was a big Bray Wyatt fan. So I would watch Raw or SmackDown or whatever just for him almost. Like, if I have a rooting interest, I can get interested in something. That has not happened in golf uh, until now, so I'm, I'm pumped. I'm with you the same way, um, especially for golf, and uh, I'm the same way in baseball as well. I'll, I'll occasionally watch a random game, especially in the summer when there's less on. Yeah. Uh, but typically, like right now, <clears throat> if the Pirates are pl- – well, I might not even watch the Pirates. <laughs> but – I, I will only watch my teams regularly as long as they're good. The uh, Pirates and Braves have the same record at this point in the season. Yeah. 0-1. Wow. Who does that hurt more, me or you? Uh, neither. Okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's it's all going to be okay. Do we have like a mm, semi-update on our standings as far as sure. who our players are and where we are on that? I can do that real quick. I did it with CJ's guys before we went on the air. So Justin Thomas stinks. Yep. Um, although he's plus two. Again, the cut looks like plus four. So if you make the cut, you're going to get some bonus points. So that's mm-hmm. good. Uh, Jordan Spieth, CJ, is where? 
I don't know, but you said he was like plus one or okay. so. Okay, so he'll, like he'll probably make the cut. Yeah. Uh, Rory McIlroy, I believe, is in line to uh, make the cut as well. And then Shane Lowry also. All your guys look like they're in good shape to make the cut, I'll but but not win. Well, Speed is plus four. So, again, yeah. he's right there on the uh, on the edge. But making the cut, you'll get some bonus points in the, uh, the pool we're in. I've got Dustin Johnson, who has been very shaky, but has somehow maintained his spot near the top of the lead. He's one shot off the lead at two under par. I've got Xander Shoffley, who stinks. He's plus six. Thanks, Ryder Giles, for nothing on that pick. <laughs> Victor Hovland, I hadn't seen him all tournament. I don't know where he's at. Um, let's see. He is plus four. That's not good. And I've got Webb Simpson, who I uh, saw earlier today doing pretty well. So uh, I will take that, have uh, a couple guys hopefully playing in the weekend and playing well. Shirley, you got Brooks Kepka. He stinks. Yeah, he's tanked it today. Uh, let's see. Is he even going to make the cut? He's right there close to the uh, the line, I believe. Um, Brooks Kepka is plus four. So he is right there on the line. Surely you also have Colin Morikawa, who a lot like Dustin Johnson has been shaky. He hit one in the water earlier, but was able to save it. And Morikawa is one under par. So that is very good for you. You've got Will Zalatoris. I gotta say, I haven't seen much of Zalatoris the first He two is days. one under. He is one under. And then you have Tiger who is it's struggling fish. today but uh you're gonna have some golfers uh this weekend surely so you're looking pretty good Uh-oh. uh mully was bragging to me last night he's got scheffler at minus two he's got cantley patrick cantley at even par he has matsuyama hadn't seen him today he is two under par and he's got harold Horner the third who is one shot off the lead so Mike Mullis is kicking butt in this thing. And that means somebody's got to stink, and that would be Chandler. Yay. Now, Chandler does have Cam Smith, who is near the top. DeChambeau, no. Louis Oostazen has withdrew from the Masters. He had an <laughs> awful round yesterday. He's plus four, and he withdrew. So I guess what we're going to do in that case is just give Chandler negative four points since he was plus four when he withdrew is that fair and uh his first round pick was john rom who has not played up to the john rom standard so uh that is uh, he's plus one so not terrible so uh we've all got uh some ha- a handful of golfers this weekend will anybody get that uh that five that that precious five points for the winner let me look right now and see who the odds on favorite is to win the 2022 masters because i can pull it up live here earlier today it was cameron smith but that might have changed now the winner is dustin johnson that would be really good for me cameron smith scotty scheffler uh sun jm who you had last year who Shirley. I picked last year where were you last year sunday and then colin morikawa matsuyama Let's see if you can bet on uh, H. Yeah, Harold Varner the third plus three thousand right now to win. Mm. So uh, bet ten, win three hundred. Bet a hundred, win three thousand. Now this may be, sound like a really stupid question, but I really don't know that much about golf. 
is where Harold's sitting right now, is he the highest in terms of where we are on the leaderboard, the highest uh, ranked first-timer as far as playing at the Masters for the first time? That's a good question. Uh, well, I just heard... Well, I heard just moments ago they were talking about Harold. I want, I don't know if it's the only, but they said Harold Varner III trying to do what Fuzzy Zeller did, which was win in his first ever Masters. Okay. So I, I don't know if that's the only person that's ever won in their first Masters. Is that what you're asking? No, I'm, I'm just asking like where the leaderboard is right this second with him being one shot off the lead. Is he in terms of where he is on the leaderboard is he is he the highest ranked does that make sense am i explaining that right he uh, has he has the lowest score of all of the first timers on oh yeah okay yeah. that's what i was asking yeah yeah everybody else that's ahead of him has played before uh, yeah that's what i'm asking okay yes. yeah uh putting on quite a show right now and uh once again just one shot back of the lead all right, uh, Shirley, here's an update on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Dub Buck. The Red Sox lead the Yankees 4-3 to three in the sixth inning. Red Sox got off to a booming start with a Rafael Devers home run. They scored three runs in the first. Anthony Rizzo had a two-run homer in the bottom of the first. Mike Stanton hit a Stantonian home run to make it 3-3. Three to three. Alex Verdugo with an RBI single. So that's where we stand right now in that one as we got some day baseball going on. Uh, White Sox lead the Tigers 3-0. The score in the sixth inning. The Athletics and Phillies just getting underway. That's a weird opening day series. And the Baltimore Orioles have two on and nobody out in the top of the first as the Birds play the Rays down in Tampa. We'll keep you updated on that. We've got O's baseball coming your Mm -hmm. way on Pirate Radio on Saturday. Saturday and Sunday, we'll have uh, both of those games. 1.05 is the uh, uh, airtime for us. And uh, to give you a little bit of news in the entertainment world, uh, the Academy... The Academy. The Academy. Um has announced that Will Smith has been banned from the Oscars and other Film Academy events for 10 years. A 10-year ban for Will Smith. How yep. about that? How about that? All right. What a shame. Well, you know. You can't just go slapping folks. Yeah. Typically frowned upon. Yeah. I mean, I guess wait till after the event. Especially not on, like, live TV. Yeah. Like, if you've really got to do it, like just wait till after meet him in the parking lot yeah meet him in the parking lot catch him outside how about that mm-hmm. how about that uh what do you folks want to talk about today let's go out to the facebook live feed and see what's going on a lot of nonsense as usual steve hill saying clipper, clipper! he also says burgly uh steve asked did troy make sure to touch y'all today it's two little butt cheeks. I, I talked to Troy quite a bit. Um, he did not touch me. Has, did he touch either one of y'all today? No, no, he hasn't. He sure. knows better to touch me. <laughs> <laughs> Susan Dean says, hashtag fire Matt rule. Cameron says, go pirates and go O's. Yikes. Could be a long year for you, Cameron. Mike says, headline, Will Smith has been slapped with 10-year ban. <laughs> Ooh. That's quality. Pretty good. <laughs> Oh, Susan. Oh, no. She's got a new hashtag. Uh Uh-oh. 
slap mat rule. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. She's taking it another step to violence. 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 We violence. will uh be talking Panthers football with Tony Dunn, CalinaCatChronicles.com coming up later on in today's show. We'll take a look at some marks. Uh seeing a lot of Malik Willis to Carolina. What are the mocks saying about the Steelers? Are you looking at mocks yet, CJ? Is it too early for you? I saw we, uh, I think, brought in Desmond Ritter okay. for a workout. He's pretty fascinating because he's not looked at as one of the top three or four or a first-round pick. Right. But he could be a you know, a value, I guess, in round two. Well, Where did it have you? Oh, you were just saying he no, came No, no, no. Yeah, Desmond. I just saw we brought him right, in. Right. I have not looked at a mock draft. I'm afraid to see what they say. Because I'm, a, I feel I don't even know what I want as a Steelers fan, so I don't know. They're in a weird spot. You're yeah. you're going into a whole new era, yeah, whole new world. So and, I mean, I don't, I really don't know what my reaction would be, no matter what quarterback we may take in the first round, because I don't, I don't know what confidence level I have in any of them. Well, your first question has to be: Can quarterback X beat out Mitchell Trubisky? Well. <laughs> Man, you set a low bar, Cliff. And if the answer to that is no, you need to go find a different one. Yeah, you're probably right. That's uh, a fair point. We'll talk more NFL with Tony Dunn coming up in hour number two of today's program. Morgan Ehlers and uh, Golf Shop Radio Show Mark Greenhelge host going to join us coming up in hour three as well. A lot of live sports going on, so we'll keep you up to date on the Masters, the leaders right now, three under par. Harold Varner III will go into Saturday at two under and we probably again i'm kind of following this for the first time yesterday i told cj i said uh oh that's cool i didn't know jim nance did the masters uh friday and uh thursday and friday (laughs) and he said well yeah that's because you don't watch the masters on thursday and friday it's like good point i don't know what happens in the masters between friday and uh thursday and saturday but um so if they do announce the tea times we'll let you know maybe they'll probably wait until everything's complete i would imagine so that won't come out until later tonight but while i'm uh, on the pa for ecu baseball on saturday i will certainly be keeping an eye on uh what's going on with harold varner the third and probably uh, be going on also during the spring game on saturday set for 12 30 and uh we'll have a lot of pirate fans checking their phones i'm sure keeping an eye on Harold. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back when we return. Brian North will join us to talk about what's going on in the world of sports. Hour one of Pirate Radio Live on tap. And we got a ton of show for you on this Friday. We're back with you after this. Listening to Hour One of Pirate Radio Live. Do you need custom t shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business, organization, or event? Keep it local. Print it local with University Sportswear. Contact them today at universitysportswearenc.com. Now, back to the show. 
Welcome back. Vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard. Take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping, RV space, and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with Wi-Fi. If you're by a lake, be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water. Your next adventure is right around the corner. For more information, please visit ncstateparks.gov. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's your host, Clip Rock. All right, during that break on ESPN, they're showing live coverage of the Masters. They cut into that to have a live chat, Scott Van Pelt one-on-one with Harold Varner III, and I was going to play it during the show, but it just ended as Shirley was talking a moment ago there. Uh, But Greenville, North Carolina was mentioned, Purple and Gold was mentioned, and uh, Harold's great round. And Scott Van Pelt, uh, if you follow him, you know that he is a big Harold Varner III fan so that was, it was like uh, it was like some buddies chatting, or uh, Scott being a, a fan boy, uh, kind of talking to Harold there and going over his round. They showed his chip in. They showed his near hole in one on sixteen that he just missed, uh, but a perfect shot. And uh, what a day for him as he is one back of the leader. The leaders at three under par, HV three at two under as he heads into round three on Saturday. And uh, if uh, that video, that interview will probably be reposted. Hopefully it is. And all you guys can check it out on social media later. But it was great. And uh, SVP said um, something about uh, a lot of purple and gold out there. And Harold said there will definitely be some purple on uh, Sunday. So that was awesome to hear. And looking forward to watching him this weekend. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio Live line. We will talk now to brian north who joins us today on a friday a free beer friday uh, edition of pirate radio live north how you doing today man i'm doing good clippy i'm just you know i got sports and i got new stuff and i got uh my life is full the terrorists are about to join me so um it's always something but i'm glad to have this few moments with you never a dull moment we enjoy our uh, friday sports chats and <laughs> talk about what's going on and a ton is going on here in greenville with the purple gold pigskin pig out you got spring football you got the pirates at home and baseball softball all kinds of stuff going on north and uh, a, a busy weekend for the uh, fans of purple and gold anyway and pirate fest going on too if you're yeah. in the uptown area you'll find a bunch of people all dressed up acting funny and having a good time <laughs> are you taking in any of the uh football festivities this weekend um as of right now no brett kennedy's going to handle it um i, I still have uh the terrorists still need me around on these saturdays i'm trying to bank my time for uh this fall yeah i can go to games again so yeah yeah, good call. Get the uh, the weekends in before the uh, the real football begins coming up uh, later on this fall. And uh should be uh, interesting to see. It's going to go pretty quick, it looks like. Tom McClellan sent out the format for everything, and they're going to go four 15-minute quarters, but it's a running clock, uh, yep. five-minute halftime, not a lot of Holden, probably not a lot of Rajay or Keaton, and uh, just a chance to – maybe see some of these younger guys and and every year we have a spring darling and we wonder if it's going to carry over to the regular season last year's spring game darling was wide receiver Kerry king who we didn't see any of in the fall although i'm hearing that he might be uh more in the mix this year at the receiver position so we'll see who that uh that, that spring standout is and and as you know brian it rarely kind of translates over to the fall because we're talking about a fourth or fifth stringer yeah, I think, you know, the, the things you're going to look at in a spring game, and I don't think they want to show a whole lot. This is 
fo- spring football now for ECU is just to get a springboard to go to the summer and regular season, to get people excited, especially coming off their first winning season and bowl eligibility since 2014. It's, it's continuing to build that hype. So I think they're going to trot out some of their quarterbacks to see who's going to be Holton's backup. I think the wide receivers are, are a big part of it. The offensive line, they're real excited about. That's not something you get a big showcase in in the spring, but there just seems to be a lot of um, positivity through the football program, and you want to have a good showing with the fans that will come out. ECU's never had the huge spring football crowds, uh, but still, for those who come out, you want to get them talking and salivating and start spreading the word. So you want a nice, quick, clean showcase. I don't think you want to keep people out there all day long, let them go tailgate, eat their pigs, uh, get downtown, do whatever they have to do, but give them just enough football to get them excited for what's going to be coming in the fall. And Brian, for years, we've had a nice bridge to the summer, which gets us into you know fall camp after that, uh, with baseball, who uh, takes us throughout the regular season and a regional weekend, and then perhaps a super regional weekend. And uh, don't know if we're going to get that this year. East Carolina floundering a bit, lost eight to seven, blew a lead on Wednesday, and right now they are just trying to grit through these weekends, win some series, see where they stack up at the end. But as far as an at large goes. That's just about out the window unless they sweep a whole bunch of series coming up in conference play and uh, just been a uh, a down year so far for the Pirates. I still think that, that bright days are ahead. They're going to win some of these series. I think they'll win it against Wichita State this weekend, but the standard has been set, and you know it, it's below standard this year for Pirate Baseball. The expectation is to always host, right? At least host a regional. I think off the last couple of years, you want to even host a super regional. And then you take a little bit of a step back. And it's going to happen, but I'm not, I'm not selling this team short just yet. I do think they get healthy in AAC play. they just got to find a way to hit the ball better. And, you know, I hope the pitching holds up a little bit. But uh, they win the conference tournament. They just need to get in somewhere, and that kind of keeps that streak going. But I think they can get healthy in AAC play. And I think you're right, winning series, start picking up some um, middle-of-the-week wins here and there. And all of a sudden, at the end of the year, you know, you get that 30-35 win plateau is what you're trying to get to, and, and that might be a little tough to get to uh, this year. But um, win your conference tournament and, and keep the excitement going and get hot at the end of the year. I think with this team, you're looking at them trying to get hot at the end of the year, and then, as we know in sports, hot teams at the end of the year, anything can happen. MLB opening day was last night. It is opening day for several teams, including Yankees, Red Sox, the Baltimore Orioles, uh, underway as well with their 2022 season we'll have o's baseball for you coming up saturday right here on pirate radio north that means that uh minor league baseball on tap as well you're going to send brett out to uh some woody's games this uh summer yeah they start on the road at the carolina mudcast tonight then they have their home opener i think it's next uh tuesday, tuesday. yep tuesday yeah they have their home opener so we'll be out covering them and they're back playing in the carolina league again they rebranded that and uh, just kind of having a full season again when it's supposed to start when it you know on the on the traditional calendar and so yeah we'll be definitely be out there covering them and um, you know Brett has a lot to get out to with high school baseball in full swing and colleges and uh, now throw in the Wood Ducks uh, but yeah the Rangers have had a good minor league system going through the years we like to see uh, successful baseball in Kinston and we think they're going to have another competitive team this year and oh by the way making that Kinston to Greenville connection uh, I don't know if you guys have touched on it much. This weekend with Wichita State coming in, former Kinston Indians manager Eric Wedge, yeah. the head coach of Wichita State. This will be his first trip back to Eastern North Carolina since 1999 when he was the head coach of the 
kids in India. So excited to see Wedgie back in. And you get to say Wedgie without talking about your underwear this week. Should I introduce him as Wedgie uh, tomorrow before the game over the uh, yeah. oh, speakers? Definitely. All right. I'll, I'll... Calls him, so yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, big name in the baseball world. Uh, has managed a couple teams in the majors. And as North said, the local connection as well. And uh, yeah, that was cool. Uh, he uh, Jeff Charles talked about him uh, earlier this week on Pirate Radio Live. I guess was uh, went to school there, was a good baseball player there, Brian, and is uh, back in his old stomping grounds. He was such a nice guy when he was. That was my first full season covering the Kinston Indians was 1999, and he couldn't have been more welcoming and just a super nice guy. And so uh, happy that he's finding success back at his alma mater, or at least coaching there. I know he's had it's been a little bit of a struggle, and uh, but but he's a good baseball man and a really good guy. And so one of those guys you just once you get to know him a little bit, you can't help but root for. Brian North joining us. Brian, I feel like if there were normal circumstances, we would still four days later, whatever, be crushing hubert davis in north carolina for blowing the biggest lead in championship history but it was not under normal circumstances because they're just coming off a win over duke in coach k's last game and they were an eight seed and made that great run that not a lot of people were anticipating so i we're, we're kind of giving them a pass i feel like and, and a deserved pass for blowing that lead to kansas who maybe you know they were a better team all year long but i still feel like North Carolina won some type of championship on Saturday night. I mean, I still think that matters more than them losing on Monday. What about you? Well, I think to North Carolina fans it does, especially the longtime fans. Yeah. The rivalry needs more to them. I don't know for the players and the coaches. Oh, certainly, yeah. You know, they were playing with house money, right? They were an eighth seed. I mean, we were talking a month ago of them not even getting into the tournament was a possibility. So I think everything they did, is why they're getting a pass right now. It's all based on expectation. If we thought they were supposed to get to the championship game and win it and they lost, well, then you beat them up more. But the fact we even we didn't think they'd even get there, even right up until uh, the final buzzer against Duke, uh, we weren't quite sure that they were going to be that team. So I think that's why they're getting the pass. I think that's why Hubert's getting the pass, because he beat K twice this year. And you beat K twice, including his last game at Cameron and his last game as a college coach. Well, you've got some bragging rights that you can stick up there uh, to, to stop the conversation when people say, what about that 15-point, 16-point lead that you blew? Uh, I think that's where he's getting the pass right now. Brian, do you expect, I don't know, Duke with, with Shire and Hubert Davis uh, with North Carolina, are they still going to be elite programs year in, year out moving forward? Is it going to be more of a, I don't know, they come back down to earth and you know, Gonzaga and, and, I don't know, Arkansas, who's got, like, the number one recruiting class. I mean, does Duke and North Carolina just become normal, good college basketball teams, or do they stay at the top every year with the, the new regimes? It's a great question because, as we know, it's all about recruiting. I think with the fans, the perception will always be there because fans stay forever. But we're, when you're recruiting 16-, 17-, 18-year-old kids, they barely remember last year. So it's the hot team for them. Uh, North, that's why North Carolina's run was so important. It had been a few years since a UNC team had made a run like that for, again, the guys you are recruiting. And for Duke, look, John Shire's got a great class coming in. Now he's going to be running the show himself, but it looks like he's got a grace period with a, a really good recruiting class coming in, then making a deep run to the Final Four themselves. So I think they've got a couple of years where they'll still be considered that elite level. Now, you got to remember, Duke was a really good basketball program before Coach K was there. Now, he had a rough start to it, but Vic Bubis was a good coach for them. They had nice runs, and, 
and they were very competitive. It wasn't like Duke was the worst team ever, but they were before Coach K got there for a year or two and then for his first three or four years, and then they made a run. So I don't think you'll see that with, with uh, John Shire and, and with Hubert Davis. I think Hubert helped a lot this run here. There was a lot of people not happy with him, yeah. uh, even right up to the ACC tournament, but you make that magical run, that, that certainly buys you some time and uh, some cachet with the donors who spend a lot of money. Brian, have you talked to anybody in the uh, Terquavion Smith camp or anybody that, that knows his story about you know going through the NBA draft process? Is he gone for sure? Is there a chance he could return to Raleigh? What, what do you know about Terquavion? And I haven't talked to anybody recently, but it's, I was not surprised when he started the process. I think we all know. Uh, Terquavion has NBA aspirations, but I think he's got enough people around him to hand to tell him that if you're not a first round draft pick, a guaranteed first round draft pick, and not guaranteed money, unless you screwed up screwed up academically, uh, you know, come back and get a year better, and then make yourself uh, not only a first round pick, but maybe even a lottery pick. But people a lot smarter than me can sit there and tell you what's in the draft and whether this would be a draft where he could go higher. Like, Dayron Sharp was a guy out of South Central. A lot of people advised him, don't go, but a lot of people who were closer to the situation said, you know, you could stay one more year and maybe get first-round lottery money, but we don't see your draft stock improving a lot. Why not go this year, get a year in the G League, and then get your to your second contract faster? Yeah. And so that's the route that they chose. I think with Terquavion, that's a little bit harder because he's not a big man. So I think you have to look and see where the draft process is. I think uh, – you know, Farmville's basketball coach, you know, Larry uh, will tell you and probably has his hand on the on, finger on the pulse a lot better to gauge that stuff. But I think Larry will even tell you, obviously, the kid wants to play in the NBA, but I don't think he I think he's smart enough to know when to make a good decision. And coming back for another year is not necessarily the worst thing for him. I think it all depends on what feedback he gets from the NBA. And important year for Kevin Keats next year, right? He can't handle another one of these seasons like he had this past year. NC State fans can, and then you know the. But well, they want him gone now. Yeah, the pig people with the money. He had a couple of good years there that I think is buying him a little time, and he's got a new AD in there that's kind of has his back right now. So I think he gets one more year uh, because in this college basketball world with the transfer portal and the one and dones, I mean it can change so quickly. But I would say you get one bad year these days, and then depending on what your resume was before that, depends if you get any more than that. Yeah. So I certainly think, yeah, he, he – I don't know. I, I thought he had some pretty good years before that. Maybe I'm having my selective memory, but I thought he's at least heard one more year, and, and we'll see what his recruiting class is coming in. But he's had some good recruiting classes. They just have lost a lot of depth and, and uh, lost a lot of guys to the transfer portal or, or had some weird things happen to them. All right, let's uh, play how closely is Brian North following what's happening in the world of sports with everything going on around him. Uh, who has the most wins in the NBA as we get ready for postseason, Brian? Um, is that the Phoenix Suns? <laughs> Boom! That's my, that's my guy. NBA North coming through. I've got a friend who's uh, I used to know in Virginia who's now homeless in Phoenix, and he uh, texts me every now and then because he apparently has a phone. <laughs> there you go uh the avalanche have the most points in the nhl followed by the panthers who has the third most points in the nhl brian it's got to be the hurricane the canes who locked up another playoff berth and remember they had that streak for a decade north where they missed the postseason and now the you talk about expectations they're expected to play some home games in the playoffs they'll be doing that again this year for the fourth straight year 
Yeah, and look, uh, they've had great stretches. They had their best start in franchise history to start the season. They've hit a few lulls, but it looks like uh, they're they're playing like they need to be here at the end of the year, and they really would like that number one seed in the East. I think that could help them a lot uh, when it comes to the playoffs and the deep run. And man, uh, those games uh, at PNC in the playoffs are nuts. And uh, oh, yeah. was lucky enough to get to one of those. Those are those are fun to be at, fun to even watch on TV. So. Yeah, the tailgating outside yeah. the warms up. No, it is it is uh, rock and roll Southern hockey. It's great. North, appreciate you joining us today. Have a great weekend. Uh, work life, family life, sports life, whatever you got going on, man. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to it. Weather's warming up. We just get rid of this uh, volatile weather going through yeah. here. But no, I think we've we've made the turn now, and um, should be a really fun weekend in Greenville. So hopefully you uh, you can say arg a few times and. Um, eat some pig and, and do whatever else. Watch some football and some baseball. There you go. Brian, thanks for joining us, man. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, sounds good, Clipper. Brian North joining us today on Pirate Radio Live, Free Beer Friday edition of the show. We got some Bush Latte coming your way. In hour number three, a 15-pack of the limited edition Bush Latte aluminum bottles. Also a large two-topping pizza from Domino's can be yours in hour three of today's Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a timeout, come back, we'll have more for you in hour number one, hour two. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, joins us to talk about what's taking place in the NFL this week. We are at a bit of a dead time until we hit the NFL draft later on this month, but still plenty to talk about. We'll do that in hour number two of today's program. More to go on Pirate Radio Live. We've got a small clip of that Harold Varner III and Scott Van Pelt interview that we'll play on the other side. Still looking for the full video, and hopefully we'll have that for you before we wrap up here on a Friday. Back to go, more to go. Back with you. I'm just saying words after this. listening to hour one of pirate radio live do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event keep it local print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com now back to the show welcome back need some beer for the weekend the jarvis street bottle uh, bottle shop near christie's euro pub is a specialty shop sell, uh, selling craft domestic and import brews Along with wine and growlers, the bottle shop offers monthly beer and wine tastings featuring rotating North Carolina craft breweries along with live music and discounts. Stop by Tuesday through Sunday or check out the Jarvis Street Bottle Shop on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Cliff Brock. Alrighty, back with you here on Pirate Radio Live on a Friday. You can check in with us. You can give us a call. We are here live, 317-1250 or also chime in on twitter or facebook live uh will says i can't wait for troy to act like hv3 is his best friend just like Shaq, carter cruz <laughs> pd pablo or any celebrity well who played through well Greenville. played <laughs> true uh, very true so there you go uh that could be happening um steve says eric ward joined us the other day talked about uh some events going on with the pigskin pig out a car show touch a truck also yes uh, Steve said, "Touch a truck in Greenville not as popular as Touch a Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Troy will be just standing in like a booth, and you get to go up and y'all uh, touch fingers. I want to shake his hand. 
Touch his finger like E.T. He'll just hold his finger <laughs> Elliot. Elliot. Phone home. Shirley, can you pull up one Brian Bailey's Twitter account for me? I have it ready for you. He uh, has a clip of the HV3 interview uh, fresh off his round today, round two, at the Masters where he went one under par. Um, he is two under for the tournament. Now two shots back at the lead because Danny Willett has moved to uh, four under par. But, man, what a couple of rounds for Harold. He was talking to Scott Van Pelt right after his round, and here's a very uh, short clip, but uh, had some cool stuff to say. The emotions are real, but you handle them, you manage them. But my wife and my kid are here, so it's been, I mean, I'm about to go squeeze him. He's going to throw up on me, and it's going to be great. Good times. Good times. times. Hey, Greenville, North Carolina is not too far from here. There should be some purple and gold, right? There's a lot of it. There'll be some purple on Sunday, that's for sure. I bet all right so uh how cool is that gotta love it man i just like the fact that he is just as down to earth of a person as you know i mean he's on the press i mean you know when you think about the pinnacle of golf it's the masters and for him to be sitting there and saying yeah i'm gonna go hold my kid he's probably gonna throw up on me you know that's not something you expect to hear from a golfer that's sitting are they in butler cabin who where yeah butler cabin I mean, that's just, it's its a far cry from what you've seen in the past, but I like it. Even I like when, it. Uh, when we talked to him, the last interview we had with him was a few days before the Cincinnati football game. Yeah. And, like, we'd talk about golf and stuff, and he'd just be like, yeah, dude, I just, I think we're going to beat Cincinnati, man. Like, he just said, he's, he's like, just yeah, such I'm a thinking regular about, guy. Yeah, he was like, I'm thinking about getting an RV and just driving down there yeah, and hanging gonna, out all weekend. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. We're going to beat Cincinnati and, and go to a bowl. And I don't know. He's just so, you just don't expect guys uh, to, the, the position they're in to be so normal. Yeah. And, yeah, and is, especially in such a high pressure event like the Masters. He's abnormally normal when it comes to uh, his stature in the sports world and it's only going to grow and uh hey this was uh the goal is to win but he accomplished a major goal yesterday and today of making it to the weekend because that's just more coverage national coverage on cbs more great coverage east carolina's getting a lot of free advertising out of this absolutely which is fantastic and he will be uh donning the purple shirt as he does on sundays and the fact that he's the you know he's there for the first time i like the fact that he has said in the past that he's never played augusta national because he didn't want to play there until he was invited to go to the masters so he's playing this course essentially for the first time and uh he's doing pretty well and again just two shots back danny willett uh, with a recent birdie has moved him. He's willed his way to four under oh, par. Hold on. Man. Charles Schwartzel has one of the most interesting names in sports because Charles is a – it's like they wanted – I want to name my kid Charles, and they just left off a couple letters on the birth certificate and said, okay, I guess I'll be Charles. It's like they they called the, the birth certificate place and said, what's his first name? Charles – but then the call, call dropped. There was, yeah, you're, they were in a bad spot. And they're like, oh, we're just going with Charles then. Okay. Charles. That's a, that's a cool name. And then Im. Im? I think I said Im. I think it's Im. Im? 
he is a three under par and do you know how long i stared at the leaderboard because i i just have the favorites on the leaderboard up on mine so it shows who the leader is and then what my favorite golfers are so i'm tracking harold varner and uh also um uh tiger woods so when Eam was leading i was like why is it showing i am like it didn't it didn't make that i didn't make that connection at that, first. that is a name that was that it was an actual name Two i just letters. thought it was like a default name that they stuck in there so they you know that the leaderboard was just sitting at four under so or at the time i think it was three under and i'm i'm staring at it, i'm like why is that i am is that like a, an initial for somebody like i couldn't figure it out and then when i, I was looking at the video i was like oh okay all right stupid you forgot sanjay e i aim with stupid is the shirt you need Charlie. <laughs> i aim aim with i aim with stupid, stupid. just uh, point that arrow up instead of sideways despite being two back uh dustin johnson still the favorite to win uh scotty scheffler cameron smith sunjay im hideki matsuyama colin morikawa also uh in the mix there those are your favorites harold varner the third uh plus 2500 so basically you know bet 10 win 250 bet 100 win 2500 uh so harold is up there when it comes to the betting favorites heading into the weekend we will uh follow him throughout this weekend we got football cj uh what is the content junkie working on this weekend lots of baseball lots of football lots lots of stuff you doing do. the double header tomorrow oh absolutely uh baseball football baseball double yep. header coming up on saturday as the spring game i know not to ask you about football so i won't <laughs> um but uh pirate baseball they get underway with their series wichita state 6 30 expecting a series win gotta have it we need a sweep need it did i see that Ryder giles was pitching tonight did you i I think it's cooch okay uh because i just saw uh unless i missed something i thought that was cooch manor's picture i saw earlier you you might want to pull up ecu baseball's twitter account real quick uh speaking of stuff that we're going to be following as well cj i know you're going to be covering spring game and baseball and all that is on the picture you're right okay um i'm also i'm going to be following a lot of the uh, former pirates that are in the minors because uh, gavin williams is slated to get his first professional start in the minors for the lake county captains tonight Ah. and that game i think is around six o'clock i have to double check the time on that and um you know of course alec burleson is going to be in action tonight uh seth cadell uh is going to be in action well may or may not i mean some of these players are on rosters they're just i just don't know whether or not they're in lineups yet so uh we've got a slew of former pirates that are in the minors and they are all kicking off excuse me their season uh this weekend so we will have updates on them as well as everything else that's going on yeah and i'll keep you updated on softball as well since i'll be there woody's and uh muddy's play tonight yep woody's first home game coming up on on Tuesday. tuesday at historic granger stadium uh, quick update before we take a break on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dub Buck. Buck. The Yankees have tied it up with the Red Sox 4-4. Four to four. They play in the bottom of the eighth. Uh, White Sox, a 3-1 lead over the Tigers in the eighth inning. And Kyle Schwarber hit a home run, I believe it was a leadoff home run, for the Phillies. A as monster they, home run, They too. have a one nothing lead over the A's. 
and the Orioles and Rays are scoreless as they head into the third inning. So there is a look at what's going on on your Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Uh, your Masters leaderboard presented by the Buck. The Buck. Danny Willett at four under par. Charles Schwartzer, Sunjayim at three under. And then HV3 with the group there at two under par in Augusta. And Willett has now dropped back to three under. So <laughs> Harold, Harold's sitting pretty at two under. He's just now waiting to see if he's going to be one shot back or more. And right now, just one shot back of the lead. So uh, let's take a break. We'll come back. We will have more for you on Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. Tony Dunn, CarolinaCatChronicles.com, joins us when we return after this. to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back uh, do you want to get rid of wink- uh, wrinkles tighten and lift your skin smooth your skin texture erase veins and brown spots and get rid of unwanted hair are you interested in botox or filler contact the licensed professionals at beauty bar medispawn red banks road in greenville all products and services are on sale now at the spring extravaganza through april 8th Visit beautybarmedispa.com for more information. Enjoy your visit. Love your transformation. Now let's head back in to Pirate Radio Live. Here is your host, Clip Rock. All right. Welcome back to the program here on a free beer Friday. Got a 15-pack of Bush Latte on the line today. Clip Rock, Shirley Rhodes, CJ Schaefer here. And take a look at this guy. Boy, a real shame if you're only listening on radio today. Because Tony Dunn has come in in his workout tank top and is putting on quite a show here in studio. Hello, Tony. Hey, man, I got my Pat McAfee look on. <laughs> Are you going to stand during the show today like <laughs> yeah, he sure. does the whole time? Uh, yeah, he is a big uh, tank top guy. And Tony came in and said, oh, sorry, I didn't have time to, to go change. I didn't have time to go all That's the way That's what home. buff people say. I know. Are you are you gonna become? Do you are you gonna get to the point you think where you're gonna be like no shirt guy, where you just be all around the house and never wear a shirt? You know, during the a, summer you drive around without a shirt. Um, maybe, maybe. You know, I got to the point where I was the shirt guy at one point, where it was like I went to the beach one time and wore the shirt, and I was like, oh god, jump in a swimming pool with a shirt yeah, off. Yeah, so uh, you've come I'd, a long way. I'd rather be no shirt, guy definitely than shirt guy, absolutely. Tony, uh, welcome in. Good to see you. Yeah, man. Um, I was wondering what the heck are we going to talk about? Yeah, today? I know, and uh, I do have something to talk oh, about. Good. Though. Um. I'm sorry. I feel like we've talked about LeBron James a lot this week because he had the the stupid tweet about keep that same energy uh, before the season started. Please keep that same energy when everything gets going and then they miss the playoffs. Well, also, he did his... Uh, I have another LeBron James tweet to make fun of. Ooh, this sounds great. On April Fool's Day, he said... Uh, sorry to report, but I'm out for the rest of the regular season. 
And then today it comes out that LeBron James will indeed miss the rest of the season due to an injury. <laughs> oh. April Fool's he was... April fooled himself. ...was last Friday, one week ago. And then now he's really hurt. Man. And now he's actually out. Don't joke about serious stuff, folks. Yeah. He, I, he just continues to do dumb things. So it's funny to me about LeBron James. It's like uh, for a long time in his, the, I guess, like the first... 10 years of his career how long has he been in the league now it's been like the uh, 03 19 yeah Yeah, so like probably for the first 12 years even with the miami like i found myself liking lebron james i I, I gravitated i thought i loved him when he was in cleveland yeah i thought the people though that disliked him were trying to find anything to hate on and unnecessarily always trying to say how he couldn't be the greatest player and it got annoying to me kind of like people with cam newton used to but right now, I would say over the last few years, he has become less and less cool. Like, I mean, I just like don't like him as much. And I do get irritated by the people that are like, feel woe to me when you also have everything. Yeah. <laughs> he, he like uh, cries louder than anybody. He's not doing a lot for his legacy, which is a pretty incredible legacy when you think about winning championships with three different teams. That's pretty impressive. That's rarefied air. And everything that he's done. Uh, but the tweets, the, uh, the I don't like Tony, and I don't know why he does this. He doesn't need to do this, where he'll put out a tweet, and he's holding a book that's half open, acting like he's reading a book. And he's on page one. Who is that for? What is that? Why are you doing that? Because then there have been cases where reporters have asked him about the book, and he can't say anything. He doesn't. He hadn't read one page. But I, why set yourself up like that? Be yeah. smarter. I, I don't know. I don't and, get it. Uh, what's weird about him kind of closing up shop for the season it's not weird it's so he's not really injured it's it's like ankle soreness that he definitely could have played through their season's over yeah he's just that's quitting. why he's sitting and what's weird is we thought uh he was gonna finish the season because he is still in contention i believe joel Embiid passed him last night or the night before for uh highest score in the scoring league. title yeah but he needs to finish the last two games to be eligible to play those 55 games that you need to be eligible hmm. and he's not gonna have it now so huh. that's weird but uh, i wonder if he's overcompensating uh because all the haters are like lebron is just selfish and wants the scoring title so now he's sitting out so he won't win yeah <laughs> look at how selfless i am i hate I... that i think that because i feel like everything he does has some kind of motive like it feels like it does he thinks about that kind of stuff so i don't know um so there's that also and he's got the creepy commercial with the cgi version of himself which is kind of cool in one hand and then also very weird yeah that's creepy um we love when athletes talk and say what they mean but they shouldn't okay especially us like we want we get these people on the show we want them to talk and say what they feel and sometimes that makes some headlines but the uh the ronald acuna freddie freeman stuff have you been following this no i haven't so ronald acuna was talking to some guy on a podcast and he was like um you know what do you think about freddie freeman uh going to la and he said i don't know a lot of spanish but i heard him say nada nothing (laughs) and uh he went on to say that they clashed a little bit freddie freeman was overbearing and somebody asked me today so what do you think about acuna saying he and freeman didn't get along i said it, it kind of makes sense that a young kid that can barely speak english and an older white guy are not best buddies 
Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah man, that, that does make sense. That part of it makes sense. Acuna is probably immature. He's like 21, 22 years old. Freddie Freeman is married with two kids. It's a completely different world. It's, uh, you know, he's like hanging out with his uncle or something. Um, it's actually his uncle that he's never met and can't speak and can't relate to. <laughs> so I totally understand that part. I wish Ronald would have kept that to himself uh because but it's not a big deal freddie's not there anymore so it's not going to be a distraction or anything but if ronald acuna doesn't want to have to answer questions like this in the future he should never put it out to start with so I, maybe he uh he, well i mean it didn't say much to be honest he just said nada well he said a little bit more. he said a little bit more he didn't uh acuna matata please i know what a wonderful phrase so um but yeah it didn't shock me that they're not best pals yeah, this is man. Uh, you know, Sam. Did you hear Sam Darnold on busting with the boys? Uh no. Does that pertain to this conversation? Yeah. All right. Like kind of open. Let me get one more take on it, and then you can yeah. jump on that, Tony. We, especially as kids, we just assume that all these guys wearing the same uniform are like buddies, right? Okay. And they get along yeah, and everything's right. cool. And I remember when Michael Westbrook beat the crap out of Stephen Davis. And for younger people, do you know what I'm referencing when I say that, CJ? Redskins training camp, there is, uh, this is pre-cell phone video, but there were TV reporters out there, and it, it came in mid-swing. Uh, mid Davis is laying on the ground flat, Redskins running back at the time. Westbrook is on top oh, of him, yeah. just freaking pounding his face like ground beef, just hammering him. Davis, his face is all puffy. And I was like, wow, I guess all those guys are not best buddies. No. Turns and, uh, out they're not. Panthers have a legacy with that, too. Steve Smith has beaten up numerous, <laughs> numerous uh, teammates. Man, yeah. Steve Smith has ruined a lot of people's days and lives. Like, he not only has he broke Ken Lucas's nose, uh, he beat up some dude in a meeting, a practice meeting yeah. one time. That was a big one. Uh, my favorite, though, is Fred Smoot. Who, Other former Redskins. Who, he like made him retire, man. Like he made him like who? Steve Smith. When he like they were uh, teammates. Like no, that. no. Oh, this okay. is just him just ruining people's lives. Oh, like okay. uh, Fred Smoot. Like he had like two hundred and fifty yards receiving against him. Well, the bet. And then he did the rowboat and on oh, and all of that. Oh, and yeah. Fred Smoot like went through depression afterwards. <laughs> well, when you are as outspoken as Fred Smoot, who was like. He was good, but he thought he was Deion Sanders. Yeah. So that comes back at you. And then the Talib. Akib Talib. Akib Akib Talib. They also. That was Ice Up. Yeah. Ice Up, son. Thank you, Steve Smith, for that wonderful soundbite. If Steve Smith. Because now he's a beloved figure, wouldn't you say? Oh, people love him. And he's still very like caustic in a certain he just said he's very raw and yeah. open uh if he was not as good would he be looked at differently heck yeah yeah okay. he gets to do that because he won the triple crown yeah so like he you, gets to do that and he didn't even have a good team and he did it on it. like he what's he, that touchdowns yards reception yeah man and he like steve smith was little but his game matched him matched i like, think that's why people like him too tony yeah. if he was randy moss's size maybe but since he was this little bulldog this little french bulldog yeah and people are also scared of him like so it's not oh, only is he can he ball but like bigger dudes are like 
cowering to him so we're scared to call him out because we yeah, know he beat our ass and he goes on the <laughs> he goes on the radio with uh, charlotte and charlotte radio a lot and the uh, radio hosts kind of like try to pander to him a little oh bit yeah and try to be too nice and he'll be like what you ain't got a backbone to you to say something <laughs> back to me <laughs> you're in a like, real pickle like you can't you can't do anything right to him <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's a good example of uh, maybe a double standard. If you're really good at what you do, you can kind of be an a-hole, and we'll look at it and appreciate it. All right, so uh, what was the Darnold thing you were going to talk oh, about? Oh, so uh, Sam Darnold uh, goes on with Bussin' with the Boys, and he – I couldn't help, but I watched uh, the interview and or the podcast, and I couldn't help but, like – vacillate between if i like the guy and feel sorry for him or if i dislike him so he was endearing like he they talked about the will smith stuff and i thought he was kind of spot on on his takes with it so i was like oh man maybe he isn't that guy and then the other time he kind of looked like a just like a spoiled kid that was almost not even that in tune with reality and then on the other hand uh then he gets into this thing they asked him about how he would feel with people calling for them drafting quarterback at six also how he would feel if that was happening and he said like i just can't care about that i gotta control what i got i can only control what i control and he's like um you know i've i've proven what i can do in this game (laughs) and then he goes on and talks about fans and he goes you know like these fans he said i know you're a fan and i'm not gonna i can't do anything about it but um, he said, when these fans come out here and say, like, you stink at your job, and he's like, why don't y'all strap up? And then he yeah. goes on to say this. He goes even further. He goes, imagine if you just, like, went up to a guy and you're like, you, don't, you know that house y'all just built? It sucks. Yeah. stinks. I, that yeah. tile work is terrible. That's what he said. That tile work is awful. You should find a new career. He said, what kind of move would that be? And I was like, all right. I understand. First, fans get to say whatever they want. And he kind of even said that. But here's the thing Sam Darnold is missing. The tile work actually has to stink. You can't just use a random example of like what. That would be like if you had the worst tiler. Yeah. And then, yeah, you actually can say that, that tile is, That stinks. is what the homeowner says to them. Yeah. And make them and do then it, they again, gotta fix it again. Or either get their money back and go to somewhere yeah. else. But he is acting like you shouldn't say anything. You should be like, you know what? You're pretty Just good at that. Just accept the crappy towel. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, all of this makes sense until you well, recognize you're actually a crappy quarterback. Have you seen the tile in Sam Darnold's house? It's terrible. <laughs> hey, he wouldn't say anything to the guy. He just let it go. That's a good point, Tony. And also, especially since Darnold phrased it the way he did, he should kind of understand it when you stink at your job. We're not saying like... Out of every human in the world, you're bad at being a quarterback. You're really good. You're better than us. Yeah. But I didn't call to, for me to be the starter. Yeah. I'm not trying <laughs> to take your job. Compared to your peers, you stink. Yeah. And, uh, you know. and then he said, I've proven that uh, what I can do in this league. And people are That's like, That's a tough line. Yeah. That's like, a tough Man, line. what have you proven? You're 17 and 32, and nobody likes you. You're the ghost guy, the yeah. one that sees ghosts. So. And I, you know, I do feel, and I'm, I'm trying. I'm not on the anti-Darnold. You want him trip. to succeed? Yeah, I feel like we've been a little too hard on him too. And like, is that like unrealistic expectations? Or um, I think he's a scapegoat for a lot of problems that are bigger than him. But yeah. 
you got it. When you're in these positions of prestige and uh, responsibility, you got to say what well, you you're supposed to say the right things, not what you really think. You mm-hmm. know, like you just got to go out there and be like, well, I got to put my nose to the grindstone. I got to play better. Fans are emotional and they're the ones that pay the bills. And then we got to expect, you know, should Ronald Acuna have said the same thing? Well, he should have just kept going in Spanish and then nobody even. That was the problem. He did. And then and you're like, oh, crap. I just put that in Google Translate. You and forgot. I don't like yeah. what he's, you know, do have have these uh, like Latin Latino athletes gotten a little spoiled with being able to just like say whatever they want in Spanish? Well, like, oh, I'm not going to get in trouble. I'm just going to. And it sounds like I'm being nice. I don't know. I will have to go do a... <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of people that speak Spanish. And there are. Now that everything... But not in the media. Now that everything's out there, it could easily be translated. It can be translated. But I'm very lazy. I'm not going to translate yeah. it. So. I'll just be like, man, he was probably saying the tile looked great. <laughs> <laughs> Tony Dunn, County Cat Chronicles, joining us here today on Pirate Radio Live. Let's, uh, let's get a break in. We'll come back. Watching the Red Sox and Yankees, Shirley, and uh, your Red Sox batting in the top of the ninth. Four to four, the score in the Bronx. So we'll keep an eye on that on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard and everything else going on. Let's take a quick look at the leaderboard and see if Harold is still one shot back. He is two shots back as Danny Willett is four under par. HV3 is done for the day at two under. Um, okay, because uh, I've got that he's one shot off the lead. And you are correct. Refresh. Oh, no. Danny Willett is... He just dropped two strokes. Yeah, because I'm showing that uh, we have three co-leaders at three under. Team and Scheffler are at three under. You should get a new job, Clip. I suck at this. (laughs) That's why Shirley does the updates and not me. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. have more for you after this. Listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Winslow's is open Tuesday through Sunday for lunch, dinner, and of course their famous brunch starting at 10.30 on Sundays. They also have the best selection of beers around. Winslow's, located on 5th Street beside the State Theater in Uptown Greenville. And as we head back into the show clip, we were talking about uh, Gavin Williams getting his first start coming up tonight for the Lake County Captains. Uh, that game is slated to start at 6.05. Seth Cadell, who is uh, playing for the Akron Rubber Ducks. Great name. Um, great name. Great hat, by the way. And uh, he is going to uh, start tonight for the Rubber Ducks as a designated hitter. So he will see his first action in minor league play coming up tonight at 6.05 as well. Good stuff, Charlie Rhodes. Thank you for that. Also, CJ, Mr. Irrelevant in our Masters draft pool, Shane Lowry. Just chipped in and is now two back of the lead. So good for you there, CJ. Uh, we got a lot of golf to talk about. Double B, Brian Bailey, joining us on the program. What a Friday treat. Hello, Brian. <laughs> I don't know. I've never been called a Friday treat before. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it's great. We're going to go down here and go live at the uh, 
town common down there for the pirate fest i always get confused why they send me live for pirate fest because there's not a lot of sports going on down here yeah. but you know it's, it's still pirates and uh it'll be fun so this is our nfl segment each friday our hour with tony dunn uh one quick nfl note before we move on to what's going on this weekend uh linus from O'Cools, yeah. uh formerly O'Cools. i saw him wednesday night i've talked to him a million times about football i had no idea until wednesday night when i was talking about how tough it is to be a washington fan he said he used to be a diehard cowboys fan and i said well what happened and he said when they got rid of landry and jerry jones came in i said i'm done yeah so he missed out on a few glory hole days uh surely as jerry jones uh i want me some glory hole and has seen some bad football kind of since then but have you bailey mr cowboy ever thought about giving up no, no, on the star no, no never give up on him i mean you know next year's coming <laughs> well that's right it's, year, it's always another year next year's coming no you can't you can't give up on your team i mean I, I hated it when tom landry it was let go because tom landry was my all-time hero and i got i got a chance to interview him one time in rocky mountain we'll never forget that and uh actually I interviewed him twice one time after a uh, redskin game we were up there for that and got a chance to get into the scrum and get a question in but uh, those were those were thrills for me but yeah i think you always stay with your team all right speaking of your team you didn't send anything back the other night when you sent me that picture of your beautiful cap you had a good line and i had a great line for it i thought well if you, you shut me down you shut me up i, I didn't shut this. you down i thought it was a great this is it great. was oh, you you, you. What, did I, what was i gonna say that's true uh there was no coming back from i that. sent him the uh, awesome hat i got this yeah. black and white and he said nice raiders colors go commodores <laughs> what do i say to that uh, i got no response uh, good all right all right bailey uh it. how about harold man wow what a what a story that is that is that is something and and the funny part about it and we were talking about just a minute ago with, with all the technology now these days i mean the masters used to be really particular about what they would show and what you were you, we didn't see the front nine for years you know myself growing up but now you get on there and you, you choose harold varner as your favorite and you literally click on his hole whichever hole you want to look at and they'll show you every shot from that hole well i'm trying to keep up with him and it shows that he made a birdie on 10 and so i'm like like okay you hit here he ain't making birdie from down there there's no way and i watched the shot go up and i watched it curl around and man that was a great shot and that was even his best shot of the day was it that t shot that 16 man yeah t shot on 16 that he made birdie on the par three that was that almost went in and then he had the the uh eagle that he gets the crystal for on uh thursday i mean he's just you talk about your first masters he's got all these memories already that he can talk about on two days yeah. he gets to go to butler cabin with scott van pelt to talk about you know, his round and that's had to be a thrill the last year for him is real you know he had some times where he was really showing out and then it kind of fell apart yeah. and this past i don't know last year is man he's really starting to come into his own i think he's playing with confidence so no doubt and uh bailey you put up the video which your twitter will probably be shut down in the next two hours <laughs> i'm sure but uh a great chat with scott van pelt where he brings up greenville and the purple and gold yeah. and uh harold talked about his family and harold uh, he he wears that ecu proudly on his chest oh, he really no matter does. where he is the funny part about that interview is that scott van pelt made it sound like any of us just wanted to pack up and head to augusta we could hey greenville's pretty close <laughs> Exactly. Here, yeah. it's pretty close plus how are you gonna get a ticket 
I mean, you know, I've been trying to get a ticket for the Masters, even for the days leading up to the Masters. You Have know, you ever and, been? No, never been. It's, it's on my bucket list to go. And I really thought with Harold, you know, we had a connection there, but the Masters is so, you know, particular about who can go and yeah. who can't as far as the media goes. And, and really, you know, he didn't know he was going to be able to go until the last minute. Now, if he does really, really well and, and we know he's going to be there next year, maybe there's a chance, you know, to do it that way. Good stuff. Bailey, a huge weekend on tap. Uh, Go ahead and say it. What's the event for ECU football called? The Great Pirate Purple Gold Pigskin Pig Out Party. And the spring game starts at 1230 tomorrow afternoon. Something about you saying that fires me yeah, up for I'll some you, football. It's fun. Now, you, once you get out there and you see Holden on the sideline and Rajay and Keaton on the sideline, oh, yeah. it's like, well, what am I watching here? Well, you're watching, hopefully, Pirates of the Future, right? right? It's always fun to go out there. Though it's kind of relaxed, and yeah. they, you, know, you kind of you know, go out, and hopefully you'll see Holton play a series or two. Uh, I thought one of the great sound bites, and you guys probably played it earlier in the week. It was from Saturday, and I asked him the question about you know what do you like about the pig out, and he just he went right down memory lane and yeah. said, man, you know I remember as a kid that was the thing to do, and we all come out in the family and walk around and see everybody, see the players, you know, see the pirate, and you know watch a little football. That was that was what you did in Eastern North Carolina, which I thought you know I can remember walking around the same grounds he's talking about and seeing him as a toddler walking around yeah i remember as a uh when we were at what cox or conley tony and uh going out on that friday night and bands were playing yeah rides and all that stuff so uh good times for sure and hopefully we can mix in some baseball wins this weekend i hope so man was that was tough the other night my alma mater Oh, yeah. Pirates. The fight in Bailey's. The fight. Yeah. Yeah. There's not one person at Old Dominion with 23,000 strong that knows that I went to school there. But uh, I did. I did graduate from Old Dominion. But that was that was tough because the guys, you know, it looked like one of those games the Pirates are going to win. Yeah. I mean, they just they did a lot of good things in that game. But that ninth inning was tough. All right. I know you got to run. So yeah. Thanks for hanging out hey, with us. Enjoy it, man. You guys take care. Have a good sports weekend coming up this weekend. It's going to be fun. A lot going on, no doubt. And, uh, we will uh, check you out on WNCT Channel 9 as Sounds Brian good. Bailey be live. Tony Dunn here in studio. Tony, uh, I saw a – I don't know if we've talked about this too much with you. The What's going on with, with Rock Hill? Tepper, Rock Hill, Panthers. You know, I was going to bring this yep. up when you were asking Bailey about uh, leaving, like quitting a fan base, like quitting a team. So um, now in this case, what – what um he established this big super sports complex in rock hill this practice facility that going to build but it's going to be a year-round type place where uh it's like a campus and they're going to have all types of events there as well so it's not events like concerts and i think or? like other sporting events too like oh, i'm not okay. re- i think it's uh, supposed to just be some big state-of-the-art okay. facility um and they he struck this deal with Rock Hill where they gave him a bunch of they promised him a bunch of things to do it in this location, right? So like utility work and you know getting the land prepared and maybe roads and paving, and they missed their they missed their payments like and they didn't make their payments, and it comes down to this is like the city council is like all new now, you know uh, those weren't the so ones they that, didn't agree to yeah and so they're trying to hardball tepper and not say well we can't do it we're not doing this and tepper and them have been kind of feuding over this for the last six months and then now tepper just said well you know what we're not going to build like we're stopping construction until you guys meet um your end of the bargain and now some state senators are trying to get in and they're trying to paint tepper 
out to be like that you know the greedy owner sure. billionaire who's trying to fleece a town in a pandemic stricken tax uh, a slow sleepy country town is yeah. being taken advantage of by yeah. the main billionaire right and so it, it turns out they're the ones that are in the wrong right but it does bring about the question marks of how much um obligation a um ta- the taxpayer has to these to these big uh, NFL teams, and yeah. they always play this is like, hey, we're gonna, you know, we bring in all this revenue. You all, you owe us. You should be thanking us for being here. Well, really, the conversation has moved to this is like, what what if Tepper does this to Charlotte with the, his desire for a new stadium and says and like okay, plays well. super hard, like is that like he's willing right now? He's absent from talking to the fans after two years of the Matt Rule stuff. Um, Matt, you know, like his all of a sudden the guy that everybody was he was dancing on the field and it was just seemed like Tepper was going to be this cool owner. Now people are like, oh, is he Jerry Jones? Is he uh, the, the state senator said he came in promising? Oh, Jerry what a World, line! What a he line! Said, but it got we got Dan Snyder. That's what people think of you, Dan Snyder. Yeah. Uh, in this article, who who was quoted saying it's that? Just this, this South Carolina state senator said, uh, yeah, we we. We're promised Jerry Jones, and he turns out to be Dan Snyder. Yeah. Yikes. So my th- what one of the things we kind of hypothesized or just talked about on the podcast this past week is what happens if Tepper did move the Panthers, the Oklahoma City Panthers, right? Is like, would you still be a fan? And mm. I've decided no. Yeah. Like if the if the Carolina Panthers move to Austin, Texas, uh, Austin, Texas, I'm gonna either pick a new team or just like abandon football. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch, we would be, we would end up being those football fans that just cheer for players. Well, you could play fantasy. Yeah, that would be like it. That. But we wouldn't have a team like the podcast. I wouldn't do the podcast. Now, how much does that have to do with the entirety of the whole thing? And how much does that have to do with Cam, Keekly, Rivera, like your Panthers being gone? Yeah, like, I just think this. Do you think is, you would have stuck with them? I mean, it's a hypothetical. I don't think I could stick with my team and not move, be in Carolina in a move. I can, unless for some reason, like I can't imagine a world where moving the team would be they would be like the victim. Like I feel like the fan base would be the victim. Sure, you know, I just can't imagine there a pretense where I should be a fan of a team that used to be in my state that now is moved. Yeah, they have spit in your face, and yeah. you're still rooting for them and buying their gear. Yeah, I get that. Um, and again, we're this is I mean, a major hypothetical. Yeah, it's not and gonna it's happen. not going to happen. It, yeah. it seems illogical, but it just kind of was a fun conversation to be. What would this do for you? And we and everybody who was in the chat and who was calling into the show said we just have to cheer for players. Then, like we would just be Randy Moss fans or or something to that effect. Uh, Redbeard sent me a link. A link. Uh, the Buffalo Bills are reportedly about to receive a billion dollars in public funding. For a new stadium, the owners are worth more than six billion. No U.S. city has ever spent one billion on building a new stadium. Is it worth it? It's an article, and I guess uh, Redbeard is saying Charlotte is next uh, to be might, shaken might, down. It's true; it is a shakedown because there have been, as for every study that David Tepper is going to quote about how much revenue it brings the state of Charlotte, there's also other studies that show that you never get that revenue back either. Right? Yeah. You know, well, so. who's who wants a new stadium? He does. What about you? What about the fan? I just think it's... It's a nice, quaint... I think it's a nice stadium. I don't know what the need for something new is. Now, they do say it's the old. Now, it's like 
one of the older stadiums. I, I know, but it doesn't look it to me. And it's not that old. I mean, if you yeah. think about it. So I just, I just find it wild that it's such a, a need. You know, they did a bunch Is of renovations. Is it a location thing? No, they want to keep it. They want to have a retractable dome. They want to have it they so that do they like can, Super Bowl and all kinds yeah, of stuff. Yeah, because they can't have the Super Bowl there. Yeah. Um, and some things like that. And, you know, that's why Tepper put the AstroTurf in is or or whatever artificial turf is nice but um but so that they could do like concerts and the soccer team imagine that is like and then other people were trying to say oh he won't move the team because of this he's got the soccer team too it's like don't worry that's not going to be the thing that keeps him in charlotte (laughs) that man can build a new soccer team tomorrow if he wanted to in a different Um, location i don't know as i just don't understand like what's so bad what's the need for yeah i don't get it either i get that it is old in terms of years but as far as the look of it i think i still think it's nice yeah i don't know i I know and then on top of that is like the backgrounds like of the like it being in the city is important so i mean they they do cite things like parking is a challenge and stuff like this is but there's something nice about going to the game and then being able to like walk into downtown or uptown charlotte and go eat and like i mean it is like cool to be right in the city too yeah. and that you know you get the skyscrapers in the background so i love the setup where the uh hornets play and it's like right across the street from the epicenter yeah. and the the light rail and it's a really they got it figured out it seems like i just it's interesting for me is how tepper in just two years has gone from like the savior of a franchise with a demon old man owner with jeans fridays and Friday. now like people are like man jerry richardson won't that bad <laughs> i miss i miss grandpa bring him back uh that's what happens uh and it really comes down to winning and losing yep and that's pretty much it all right let's uh take a break surely your red Sox have struck for a run in the 10th inning they lead the yankees five to four on the buccaneer music hall school board presented by the buck um we'll have a conversation i got a uh a conversation that i want to bring up when we return more with tony dunn county cat chronicles.com after this listening to hour two of pirate radio live now back to the show welcome back do you need custom t-shirts apparel or promotional items for your business organization or event well keep it local and print it local with university sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to pirate radio live here is your host clip brock Alrighty, back with you here on pirate radio live sports love tinkering with their overtime rules we're seeing it in the nfl we're witnessing it currently in major league baseball nba of course you just play five minutes but I don't know. There's been some talk about maybe going to that Elam ending that we see in, is it the basketball tournament that does it, where you get a set score you're trying to hit rather than a time, and the games end when you get to that score. So, I don't know. People seem to like that. takes away from fouling at the end of games and things like that. So, uh, But, CJ, we were having a discussion about the length of these baseball games and how yes, they we take were, four forever. And uh, you get to go cover three this weekend. Enjoy that. Invigorating. Um, 
how do we feel about the runner at second base to start the 10th inning in major league baseball we want the games to be shorter but we don't like that we're being hypocritical we're being babies how do you feel about it i would want to see i guess some data that shows how much shorter it how much it shortens extra inning games and how often it shorts extra inning games because if it's a significant impact sure let's keep it otherwise i mean let's just play traditional well the red sox had a runner on second that was put out there before the 10th inning began bloop single he scores so the red sox lead at five to four now the yankees have first and second nobody out uh as they bat with in the 10th inning down one run give them six strikes in extra innings yeah like to get a batter out give them some more pitches <laughs> that's a method. do you still get four balls uh yeah like right. that stays the same but more strike uh, like you get more strikes <laughs> i feel like I, how radical can we get with this thing um so yeah we've seen in my lifetime cj you probably weren't even watching college football when there were ties were you nope you've only known overtime there used to be some straight up ties huh. in college football you could like move the mound back <laughs> retractable mounds yeah in uh <laughs> just trying to get an extra run in gosh yeah put now, the bases freaking loaded and I, let's see who can really pile on some runs i left. think what baseball has to just say is that this is the way it is like unfortunate well, it's unfortunate about it but it's just like this is baseball folks and I, it's not as this is a sport that was meant to be watched via the box score you know, like when basically, you know, it's like you get up in the morning, you check the box score, you watched a four hour or three hour game in 30 seconds <laughs> as you just went, oh, who's this guy, uh, Schwindle, <laughs> who went, you know, like I just well, watched. Well, Tony was just looking at the Cubs box score and was like, okay, I recognize three of these names. Like, who are the rest of them? like Jason Hayward went two for four, huh? And we won. Um, you kind of bring up some, though. Baseball is not football or basketball and maybe they shouldn't try to be maybe they should be who they are yeah which is the old boring ass game of baseball i mean it's just a reality to it you can only make something so exciting i mean and and i go through this in academics so we have these um people that are like well kids today they can't they don't have the attention span to anything beyond two minutes uh they're gonna tune out and i was like so they're like, really try to make these videos two minutes long. So I was like, yeah, let's teach the Constitution in two minutes. I'll teach you how to spell it. <laughs> but I mean, at some th- at some times, like things just take time. Yeah. yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's certain aspects of the game that don't feel like it hinders the game, like the three batter rule for a pitcher. I don't feel like that hinders the game, and that that makes you. I guess be a little bit more wise on the pitchers that you choose to put out there. You yes. can't just put you can't just put one guy out there because he has an advantage over this one batter and change him out. That's a problem. Now, right. That's it. That is problematic. They're yeah. like slow they're tinkering so much. Yeah. At some point we just want you to play and you can't always have the best matchup. Imagine if you just brought one guy in for like one pitch. Right. Now unfortunately <laughs> some you of the see problems, that in the college game, Tony. Yeah. Unfortunately some of the problems that stem from baseball are out of baseball's control per se like all the commercials that we see during games now that goes across all sports but it hurts baseball the most because it's long enough as it is but for example when you're looking at the alcs and nlcs there's two games in a day they have four hour windows you like if you start the alcs at 
4 o'clock. NLCS starts at 8 o'clock because you don't know if you're going to be able to finish that game in time. I, That's crazy to say that you have to give your – if you're going to watch both games, if you're a baseball fan, you're going to have to give yourself eight hours, a whole work day, to watch two baseball games. Oh, well, no, it's maybe ridiculous. Tony's right. Maybe it's not designed to watch every pitch of every game. It's not. In fact, it's a great sport to watch like when you do other things. Like a it casual is, viewing. Yeah, yeah, I can watch a movie and watch a baseball <laughs> game. Like I'll flip over yeah. and then I'll just watch situationally. Oh, I got a, there's a runner on. Uh, there's two strikes. Like, hey, let me pull it. And then I'll change it and come back and change it and come back. I think they could – but they do have to do some things like where – baseball and like the players and the coaches or the managers should i say intentionally slow the game down like crazy so like man you can't step out of the box every two seconds like right. come on you yeah. know or i mean and to the point is it ru- ruins the rhythm for the game like look at what happened with ec where they got the guy called timeout and the dude hit a home run you know what i mean it's like at, at some point just throw the dang ball yeah no you're right i agree 100 percent uh, Red Sox made a pitching change and are uh, trying to get out and trying to win this game. Trying to do two things, win the game and get out of this inning without losing the game because they lead by one in the bottom of the 10th, 5-4. to four. Yankees have the bases loaded with one man out. They only had six strikes. Yeah. I think I'm on to something with this. You always think you're on to something. I know. Um, what is it? Uh Jockey goalie. Jockey goalie. Now, that one is real, bro. To increase score. Have you heard that one, CJ? No, I haven't. Oh, I have oh. a three part plan to solve soccer's problem. Oh, great. Yeah, number one. All right, the problem with soccer. CJ's a soccer fan, by the way. Oh, you are? So let's yeah. see if he oh, likes okay. this or not. So, um, hockey went through this problem in uh, the 90s with the New Jersey Devils when they, like, games just were the trap defense. It just made. So, the goalie's pads got so giant. So, it was a scoring problem. So, they did some things to actively make promote scoring. So, I think you could do some cool things like maybe put some design some places like a three-point line is like if for some reason you made it from this part of the field, you get two points. You get two goals. Or every few minutes like it randomly the ball like flashes and if you make a flashing ball it's worth more kind of like the nba (laughs) three-point contest uh but the real one is this is the problem is this goal for some reason this goal is the size of a school bus and they still can't get it in and part of the problem is is the greatest athlete on the field is always the goalie they put the giant dude who can cover the most right so i think we just have to do that take that sign from a roller coaster that says you can only be you must yeah, be this tall. you must be this tall, but you you reverse it and you say you can't be taller than this to be a goalie. So jockey goalies, <laughs> you got these little goalies in there diving at balls, yeah, and kick it high. It could get you like point two more. And them goals goal, a game. and them jockeys are tiny, man. Yeah. They are little fellas. What do you think? I don't know if I if one or both of you will know who what I'm referencing. But you said little people in goal, and I immediately thought Hornswoggle diving for a ball. I don't know who that is. I clip? certainly know who Hornswoggle is. Little, he was a little person wrestler for many years. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's I, I heard little people, and that's there just you what go. I thought of. See? Yeah. It would work. That'd be funny. A four-foot-five maximum size in net. Like, it would have been like Tony pre- junior year like i would have always had to be the goalie because i didn't grow at all Tony Preed, i was so short for a long time now speaking of sports that are popular in the rest of the world does anybody here know how cricket works 
Um, no. But don't, don't they I, get to run? I like have it's tried, crazy. but they these games, cricket games run extremely long, like yeah, over they, days. They go days. Days? Yeah, yeah, they like go away and they come back the next day and it's the <laughs> same game. Why, why are they uh, doing the thing? Like, they're not having the same problems that baseball's having? I guess no, nobody like, nah, cares. Man, we just know. like keep this alive, no, stream it. it. The, the, pace of, <laughs> the pace of the game seems to be faster, but... I I don't understand. Like, I've tried to, like, I have physically sat down and watched a game to try to understand the rules of the game, and I still can't figure Is it out. Is this kind of like if, if baseball didn't have a fence and you just hit it and you get to run and score as many runs as you can? Can before? they hit it backwards, too, or something? Yes, you can hit it backwards. Yeah. I feel like they get to run and score and then keep doing it. And so it's like I got 12 runs on that one hit. It's like I'm not real I'm not real clear on it, but it is a very, very popular game, apparently. Uh, I googled how long do cricket games last. It says in test cricket, the play usually lasts for about seven hours and 30 minutes each day, <laughs> and the matches are played over five days. Holy oh. cow. The play may be exp- extended for an additional half an hour on a particular day. I mean, that really is just a series at that point. It's not a game. It's just like yeah, they play a down like five-day series. What if you're 30 to nothing after one day? Or sixty to nothing after two days. You still got to go out there for three more days. Cook I would laugh 60. at that, but I don't even know if that's a big deficit. <laughs> can you can you point. Google what a tr- like a like a common score in trick uh, trick in cricket <laughs> cricket is like uh like I don't even know how are they called runs? Are they called points? One eighty nine. That's a nine. One eighty nine slash nine to one ninety slash four. What huh. does that mean? That sounds know. like when oh, you go to when you. Roll Kids these the days X. don't know how to do fractions. That sounds like when you roll past the X on down the street and it says three fifty point nine or like yeah. nine ten. Yeah, you're like, oh, so you mean I just round up? Yeah. Live That's cricket scores two seventy eight five. Man, I feel like South Africa really beat down Bangladesh. <laughs> I don't know if that's the case, but Namibia, Namibia, Nam one twenty eight slash two to one twenty seven slash five. That was a good game. Namibia. I thought it was Namibia. Yeah. Name Namibia. Namibia. Yeah, I don't get this at all. We gotta do some research. Yeah. Do we? It's kind of <laughs> actually. You know what? Let's just talk about cricket next week for the whole hour uh, at the four o'clock hour without knowing anything about it. <laughs> well, uh, update like scores. we just yeah. did now. Oh, by the way, when does the uh, USFL begin? Oh, that's... oh, and are we going to pick teams? Right? I... Are we going to get into it? Are we going to? And before we do, we have to play the song one more time. <laughs> like, we are going to play that yeah. one day, one more. It would give us a reason to play the greatest. We'll do that next week. Uh, so the games start next week. What? Really? Next Saturday. So next Friday on the show, we need to uh, pick our teams. Can we read the teams off real quick so I can start forming some opinions? Sure. Uh, the New Jersey General. I'll read the schedule next week. How about that? Oh, okay. All right. Next Saturday night, 7.30 on Fox, NBC, and Peacock. This game wow. will be on every channel. Nice. New Jersey Generals at Birmingham Stallions. Man, I feel like we've already had a Birmingham team. Hmm. Some people were cheering for the iron. Wasn't the Birmingham iron? It was. Good memory, Tony. Uh, New Jersey Generals, the team for Garrett McGinn, former Pirate. Birmingham Stallions 
are the team coached by a former ecu coach skip holtz we should just start betting on these each week too uh that's you not legal that, in this state. You say that as if I'm not going to oh, or okay. haven't already okay. planned to. Okay. Of okay. course I am, Toby. Why else would I watch it? <laughs> uh, next Sunday at noon on NBC, Houston Gamblers at Michigan Panthers. Well, I think we See, already they're know. they're enticing it. Yeah, I think we already know which team Clip likes. Well, Michigan Panthers, the team for Warren Saba, former oh, pirate. Right. So I'm a Michigan man. <laughs> Uh, coming up on next Sunday at 4 o'clock on USA Network, Philadelphia Stars versus the New Orleans Breakers. I'm going to go ahead and tell you right now, I have no interest in the Generals, the Stallions, or the Stars or the Panthers. I like these new leagues. Gamblers have, and Breakers. Yeah, like that. Like. Uh, yeah, it's like a better name. Tampa Bay Bandits play the Pittsburgh Maulers. This is 8 o'clock on a Sunday night on FS1. CJ, are you going you to have give no your choice. loyalty to Pittsburgh? Oh, you have absolutely. to. And they got, and a, they cool got a great name. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Are they going with the black and gold color scheme or something different? I hope so. I'm, I'm right now... I might have to be a gambler. That's a cool I'm a name. gambler, man. Wow, the Pittsburgh finally has a team that's not black and gold. Ooh. They kind of they have they like, look like the Denver Broncos. Ooh. Yeah, I was going to say Florida Gators, but the blue it's, it's pull a up the gators. gamblers uniform. All right, like I hope it's like a card, like a like a like an ace. Yeah. Ugh. So it looks like they got black really and missed red. missed that mark on that one. Kind of Texas Tech. Yeah, they're Man, ugly. And I might be a Breakers fan. Then. I don't like the gray uh, pants. Who are the Breakers? That was uh, New Orleans. Was it? Breakers. All right, yep. So let's look at their... Well, can I uh, cheer for a team in New Orleans? That also makes me feel Ooh, weird. they got blue. They got different shades of blue going. Yeah, that's actually... All right, look. All right. I kind of like them, except for I don't feel like anybody surfs in New Orleans, and it feels like a real surfing logo. And the waves are usually the enemy Yeah, in New Orleans. All right. Uh, so it should Tony, be like the New Orleans levy. Uh, how about this? We we pick teams, we follow it, but we don't fall in love like we did with the AF. Oh, no. In fact, we hate them. We should we like have some angst. Like They have to win us over. We hate watch the USF. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> We'll do that. Tony, uh, anything you got going on we need to know about? Um, uh, well, I do want to encourage everybody uh, that is a Panthers fan or even an NFL fan, the Thursday night of the NFL draft, which I don't – I guess it's just like a end of April. I don't even know when it is. Let's but see. We, the one, 28th. two, three. We are less than three weeks away. We um, do a live watch uh, draft party. We have a big draft party. We're going to have a bunch of – a guest come on and this year we're going to start an hour before the draft and do a lot of the coverage before the draft so then we're not trying to bring in all the guests as the picks are coming in and some things like that and sometimes we get caught up talking about a pick and then now new picks are coming out so an hour before the draft starts we'll be on youtube facebook twitter uh and it's a great time man we've done this now since kelvin benjamin was drafted and that would have been the 2014 draft uh, and we kind of started the live watch thing when it when nobody was doing it. Yep. So that was that's pretty fun. It's a little tradition that we have, and uh, you know we pick at six, so we at least get to pick early. It's better than when we pick at twenty eight. 
Um, and thankfully, the Panthers don't have a lot of picks on day two and three, so we don't even have to think about watching any of that crap. Well, this will be a fun one for you guys because, again, you got that sixth pick, and it's going to come pretty quickly. The draft takes forever, but you're going to know if you're going to be happy or sad very yeah, early Yeah, and if on. it's not an offensive lineman or quarterback, we're all going to be very sad. Okay, that'll be fun. Uh, Chad says he is taking the Michigan Panthers as his team. You know why, Tony? They are coached by Jeff Fisher, and he's expecting <laughs> a 500 that. record. I've, I would, I do not doubt it. I think if anything more or less than that would be disappointing. <laughs> All right. Uh, enjoyed it, Tony. All right, man. We will uh, see you next week. We will take a timeout, come back, and have more for you. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk to Morgan Aylers. we got a giveaway. Mark Greenhelge, Golf Shop Radio Show, joins us to talk Masters as well. More to go. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this. You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Tiebreakers is open every day at 11 a.m. and is the best place to watch your favorite sports while enjoying the best wings in town along with sandwiches, appetizers, cold beer, and more. Follow Tiebreakers on Facebook. Facebook and Instagram for daily updates. Tiebreakers in Greenville at Bells Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Brock. Alrighty, hour three of Pirate Radio Live. It is free beer Friday, so we have a 15 pack of aluminum bottle. Bush Latte Bush. You can look for them at your favorite retailer today. Uh, but we will have one lucky winner coming up later on this hour. Also, we'll throw in. A large two-topping pizza from Domino's. Right now, we will head out to the Pirate Radio Live line and talk to Morgan Aylers, voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium, Menji's Coliseum, and you've heard him at Clark LeClaire Stadium as well. Morgan, how you doing today, sir? I am doing great, Clipper. I appreciate you having me on. Thank you, Morgan. Last weekend, I noticed that Peacock had added the newest season of Yellowstone, so I was able to watch it between Final Four Saturday and Championship Monday. So I'm all called up, Morgan, uh, on Yellowstone from last season. About time, pretty good, huh? <laughs> yeah, it took me a little while. It was, uh, it's, uh, it's fun. It's, uh, it's a country cowboy soap opera, basically, and a lot of drama, a lot of fighting, a lot of cursing, and uh, yeah, I'm still enjoying it. Costner's great, man. It's the Sopranos set in Montana. Yeah, and that's a that's a great way to put it, and uh, it's going to keep rolling on. And they've got one spinoff that's already out. Have you watched that one, Morgan? Eighteen eighty three. Yes, I have. It, is that good? It is. It's different. Okay. I'll tell you why it's different because uh, uh, Taylor Sheridan, who is the director, I watched some interviews with him and. He wanted to make 1883 different. It's the great-great-grandfather of John Dutton, who's the Kevin Costner. Uh, I think it's the great-great-grandfather. It might be great-great-grandfather. It's, he's one. He's a relative. He's the guy that got to Montana. And uh, about their story and how they made out there. But he wanted to do it more like a movie story versus an episodic regular TV show. 
and then they did it like that. You know, they did a perspective from uh, uh, his grandfather's or great great grandfather's daughter, and it was a really neat show. It was very good. Yeah, you need to watch it. So they've got that. I've also read that they're going to have a show called 1932, and also the uh, the four sixes. Yeah, the four sixes, which uh, I guess that's going to tell the story of uh, continue the story of Jimmy, who went to Texas to uh, work at the uh, four sixes and become a cowboy. So, and that's one of the if you you've seen, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the, there's the Ford has a truck called the King Ranch, and that is what that truck is based off of. And that is uh, is that a real? So I read that Sheridan bought the entire ranch is that is that what it was really called morgan the four sixes or whatever is that a real thing four sixes is what it was called yes. yeah and if you you watch if you remember when jimmy first went to the four sixes he was talking to yeah that old man cowboys two old cowboys yeah in the, in the barn the older cowboy that he was talking to was a legit <laughs> like king of the cowboys in texas and was telling old stories and probably telling real stories, I would imagine. He was. From what yeah. I understand, he's like, you know, there's God, Jesus, and that guy in Texas. Yeah. I mean, you know, there's pretty, you know, it's legit where he was because I had to Google I Googled it up, and that's where he was. But, yeah, it's a really cool story. And, you know, there's a lot of tales that can be told. One, one thing I like, you, I mentioned 1883, and Taylor Sheridan, and he did this with Yellowstone. He... He's very much, because he grew up on a ranch. You know, you watch him in Yellowstone, he rides and he does shows. He grew up doing rodeo and working on a ranch and got into Hollywood with acting and writing. And But he wanted to make sure that the Indian story, the Native American story, was true. And you can really see that in 1883. So it's really good. Highly yeah. recommend it. Good stuff. Uh, he's created his own uh, universe with these programs. So now, uh, how much uh, WrestleMania did you watch over the weekend, Morgan? Uh, watched pretty much all of it. Watched Saturday night, was flipping back and forth between the games, and then Sunday watched the uh, went over to the to Peyton's house and boys were over there and we watched some WrestleMania and it was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. I had low expectations, and uh, from what I watched, it exceeded them. And, and most of that was nostalgia with stone cold steve austin uh it was great I, I could not believe morgan that he went out there and wrestled not just wrestled a match but like a 20 minute match it was crazy yeah he went out there and got you know suplexed onto a concrete yeah. floor and from what i read read some articles said he that was some of the best times that he had and he made the comment that why jerry you know jerry lawler's in his 70s and he still wrestles and because he loves doing it you know, he didn't realize how much he missed it. And, uh, you know, it was one of those those deals, and it was it was fun to watch. And he came out there Sunday night. I don't know if you, you probably – if you didn't watch it, you probably seen the highlights. Gave one of the ugliest wrestling moves in the history of wrestling when the stunner to Mr. McMahon. And Which is a shame because Pat McAfee, Byron Sa- uh, Saxton, and Austin Theory took beautiful stunners. Great, great stunners. And then McMahon took the worst one of all time. Well, I think he just lost his footing and he went down. I mean, he's 74, 75 years old. You know, he's out there doing that. And what tickled me about the whole thing, as soon as it happened, Stone Cold Steve Austin just started laughing. Oh, yeah. He was just, I mean, he was belly laughing about it. And, you know, it is what it is. And the man was laying there like he's half dead. So, but it was fun. That's, you know, it was fun. It was a good show. 
Morgan Aylers joining us. Uh, Morgan Aylers will be at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. I'm sorry. Are you doing PA for the spring game, Morgan? Kind of. Okay. <laughs> uh, they're working off when I, when I was talking with Eric Ward yesterday or day before yesterday. He was telling me that we're actually going to be on the the club level side somewhere. There's mm-hmm. speakers set up because the the PA and the school board are getting renovated. We're in the process of, and you know they had to rewire everything, so nothing's really working up there right now. So we'll have some PA, and I don't know exactly what I will be saying or how I will be saying it. Okay, but I'll be there. You'll hear something. All right, you'll hear some uh, some and sounds. We'll be on the club level side, on the uh, Town Bank Tower side. From what I what I'm understanding. We talked to uh, Holton on Monday. It's been great to chat with him during the spring process, and we'll have one more chat with him to wrap it up uh, coming up next Monday after the spring game. But sounds like he's going to obviously get limited work, Morgan, and uh, that's just a a good sign, a sign of depth, and uh, and, and Mike Houston going to have a lot of backups in. We got the format for the game, so they're going to have four quarters. They're going to be 15 minutes, but running clock, it sounds like this thing's going to go pretty quick, and just an opportunity to get some Pirate fans together, have a fun time on a Saturday, and watch a little football. It's not going to look like it will in the fall, but it's it's still football. Yeah, I think, and that's what you want to do at this point. You know, I think they had one practice today, and then they they go tomorrow. You want to go out there, you get a little bit of work in, but get out of it healthy more than anything else. And uh, from you know what I'm understanding, I think it's been a very very good spring. Uh, a lot of positives really coming out of it. Offensive line is looking good. There's still a few additions to come in with the offensive line and, um, you know, receivers stepping up. And uh, I saw some video today ECU football put out. Uh, I think Jari Patterson caught a touchdown pass from Holt, so that was pretty ball. And uh, he said he's had a good time and uh, really excited about wrapping the spring up, getting into summer workouts and uh, kicking things off again in August and getting ready for a really hopefully fun season for ECU football, ECU fans. We've been clamoring for it for years. On the verge of a bowl game last year, literally on the verge, and Boston College wimped out. Um, and it's funny, Clip, how, and I'm just going to go, so I'll say this now, and I know there was, there. and let me preface saying this, I know people have been sick and have passed away because of the COVID stuff. But you didn't have any games during the regular season get postponed. But as soon as it got to bowl season, a lot of games got postponed until you got to the big six or seven games. None of those games got postponed. Uh, I guess it was a convenient excuse. January. Yeah. A convenient excuse not to participate, not to play. I don't know. I don't know. I just I just find that really weird. You haven't had any games postponed since then. Well, you knew those uh, those uh, championship, those college football playoff games were going to be played. They were going to find a way. Yeah, that's that's my point. Yeah. I mean, you know, anyway. Yeah, kind of like the previous year when uh, Nick Saban tested positive and then tested three more times and tested out of it so he could coach. He tested out of it. He, he tested positive on Tuesday at 12, and by Wednesday morning at 6, he was okay. He was the healthiest man in the world. Yeah. Yeah, he is. <laughs> Morgan Aylers joining us. Morgan, uh, no more hoops. What are you? Uh, what's going on in your sports world? What are you following these days? Right now, I'm sitting here watching the Masters. I love oh, man. the Masters. I love watching the U.S. Open. I really love watching the British Open or the Open. 
The open open. And some fun golf. I used to play a lot of golf. Don't play as much anymore. I'm going to start picking up a little bit. But uh, ready for some baseball. You know, the good thing about in, in, in were you working any of the games that lasted like seven hours the last time? Like the other night, were you working that game? Nah, I'm Saturday, Sunday. I've been through some long ones, but nothing. Uh, scooters had to do back to back, what, four plus hour games? Oh, I love baseball. Love watching it, love playing it. But, and you know, this announcing it sometimes can seem like the longest day ever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, oh, I'm with you. It makes me uh, dislike it a little bit, to be honest with you, Morgan, when uh, it is it's dragging. Fun. It's fun. Don't get me wrong. I yeah. enjoy it. I love the Pirates. And, you know, I think I really think we'll start getting things turned around here and, you know, uh, playing well. But, man, you're announcing because there's so many, they're so long between announcements. <laughs> yeah. It's not like basketball or football when you're doing it. You know, it's, it's, there's always something going on and it's rapid pace, but. Yeah, I was thinking about it. I don't know who was doing it the other night, but I was thinking about him. I was like, man. <laughs> Keep Brian Hanks in your thoughts, and uh, and I guess myself this weekend when I'll be out there for Wichita State. Need to get some W's, Morgan. That was If you're going to play a game that long, you better win it. And unfortunately, the Pirates uh, let ODU get back in it the other night. Yeah, that was a tough one, man. That was, that was tough to uh, – I was actually following it online. I was working, and – I uh, was following it online, and I was like, man, this is not good. And they went ahead, and I said, it's really not good now. Because it's just like, you know, it's like anything in, in football for a few years. It's like, okay, here we, 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 we got a little momentum, and here we go again. And these guys just got to start believing in themselves because they're good baseball players. They, they were recruited and brought here for a reason. Uh, you know, it just it seems like there's little things that they are just not clicking on all cylinders, and but I think Cliff and we'll get that team rolling, and they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Morgan, uh, what you got planned for the weekend? Uh, you got football tomorrow. What else is going on? Uh, football tomorrow, and I'm enjoying this weekend. And I've got uh, well, next weekend I've got one gig, and then it starts rolling. That'd be wedding season, ain't it? Yeah, it is. It's uh, in, uh, from basically next weekend through the end of June, partially into July. It's pretty much wedding season. Yeah. It's not wedding season, it's wedding season. Wedding season. All right, Moore. Well, have a uh, great weekend. We'll hear your voice coming up at Dowdy Ficklin Stadium on Saturday, and uh, we'll talk to you again soon, man. Look forward to it, Clipper. You have a great weekend, and have a great call on the PA Saturday and Sunday. Yes, sir. Will do. Planning on it, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Thank you, Morgan Aylers, for joining us to kick off Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. Let's take a time out. We will come back when we return. We'll talk more Masters. Harold Varner III, two shots back of the lead, tied for fifth as they continue play in round two. He is done for the day and ready to go for the weekend, extending his stay in Augusta for a couple more days. We'll talk about it with Mark Greenheld's Golf Shop Radio Show when we return on Pirate Radio Live. also have a giveaway for you. It is Free Beer Friday. We've got some Bush Latte and Domino's Pizza to give to you. We'll do that when we return after this.
You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, For the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner, be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 54,000 followers today. And, uh, Clip, as we head back into the show, I do have a Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update brought to you by The Buck. The Buck. Thank you. Uh, ECU softball underway, and uh, they are currently in the bottom of the second inning. And I was just about to say no score. And did she make the catch or is it gone? It is gone. So Houston, thanks to a two-run home run, has jumped out to a 2-0 lead. This is a very interesting series, not only because it's a conference series, but one Courtney Oliver, former ECU Pirate uh, coach, is on the Houston coaching staff. Revenge game. Yep. Courtney Oliver revenge game. Yep. She is currently uh, at first base coach at the moment. Interesting. All right. Good nugget there. Uh, bad score there. While we're yeah, talk- literally, I was about to say there was no score, and then she hit it out. Well, here's another one for you, Shirley. Uh-oh. Uh, Yankees win. <laughs> Yankees win. Start spreading the news, Freaking Shirley. Freaking Yankees. I hate the Yankees. Six to five in 11 innings. Bite the, me, Yankees. Uh, bombers uh-huh. beat the Red Sox on their opening day. What? Baseball's so stupid. I agree. <laughs> yesterday was opening day and not everybody played now the yankees red sox yeah, were supposed right. to play they were postponed okay fine like but the like orioles. the orioles were not scheduled to play yesterday a lot of teams were not scheduled to play yesterday okay that's stupid it's called opening day you open the everybody season plays. on opening day everybody so plays on opening day what do i call today for the yankees ray or the orioles rays game is it opening day yesterday was opening day I would say second day opening series. I don't like that. I no. don't like saying uh, that. day. No, can't say day one. Day after either. tomorrow, consolation opening day. I don't know. I don't have a good name for it. Day after opening day, day. <laughs> day <laughs> that is it. Day after opening day, day. Yes. Day 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 day. Uh, the Orioles have tied it up. It is one to one in the seventh inning. Dodgers have a three two lead over the Rockies. As they play in the fourth, I goes Mariners out to a 2-0 lead over the Twins in the fourth inning. Already winners today. The Tigers came back to beat the White Sox 5-4. to four. And right that now... That was, the, uh, on a, if I'm not mistaken, on a Javi Baez monster home run. Was that a walk-off home run? Well, Baez hit a RBI single to win okay. the game. All right. Maybe, maybe a, that was a different one. There was a game tying home run in the ninth. Okay. That might, that it was might not be Baez. One. It wasn't Baez. But that it was hit another. It. No. Okay. I must have. But Baez me. had the walk off. And speaking of baseball, we've been talking about the Savannah Bananas for uh, a little bit here on the show. Uh, Mully even came in earlier this week with the Savannah Ban- Bananas uh, shirt on. Savannah Bananas this weekend will be featured on ESPN Plus. So if you want to check them out, you can actually tune in to one of their ball games and see what all the fuss is about. And if you want to see what I think would bring a lot of eyeballs to Major League Baseball's All Star Game, since it's really no more, it's not fun anymore because back in the day, American League didn't play, you know, National League. 
Interleague is kind of interleague. Yeah, yeah, it is really to me ruined the All Star game. I think this would be a great avenue for Major League Baseball to look into. So if you want to see that, they are going to be featured on ESPN Plus coming up this weekend. The Savannah Bananas. Bananas. Good stuff. All right, let's uh, see if uh, we can get, get up with Greeny yeah. and we'll give an update on what's going on at the Masters. Scotty Scheffler is hot. He is now four under and has a two-shot lead over Harold Varner and a group there at two under par. HV3 tied for fifth with Johnson, Lowry, and Matsuyama. Were you going to say something? No, I was going to ask. Well, yes, I was going to ask how far along is Scheffler. Uh, he is on hole number 12. Okay. So time to extend the lead or get back uh, closer to Harold. And Charles Schwartzer, Schwartzel, who is three under, along with Neiman and Sanjay Eam. All right, let's uh, head out to the Pirate Radio live line. Looking forward to listening to the Golf Shop Radio Show coming up on a Saturday morning, 8 to 10, right here on Pirate Radio. Mark Greenhills joins us every Friday to talk golf. Greeny, how you doing on this Masters Friday? I'm doing good. Clip, how are you doing? Fantastic. I have uh, been locked in all day yesterday and all day today following ECU's on Harold Varner III and what a performance he has had. Greeny, it's kind of frustrating because there's been a couple of putts that could have had him uh, at the lead, tied at the lead, but he has done a fantastic job in his first Masters to not only make the cut, but to be up there at the top of the leaderboard. He is two under after two days uh, in Augusta and then playing great, uh, Mark. What do you think about it? Yeah, that's what you got to look for. I mean, he's made some mistakes, but he's made some good birdies. And, uh, you know, scoring conditions have been very tough. But, you know, eight birdies, eight bogeys, an eagle. So a little bit of, a little bit of everything thrown in there. But you got to, you know, over the weekend is where this is really going to kick in. I mean, he's going to be in probably the second or third to last group tomorrow. We know the weather's not going to be all that great from a uh, temperature perspective. And the key for Harold is going to have to be to come out that you know, for somebody that in his first Masters, it's going to have to be how does he handle the pressure of that first nine holes on Saturday afternoon? Because a lot of people don't handle that pressure very well. You know, you get to sit around all day and think about it, and then when your turn finally gets there, I mean, the first hole is not the easiest hole to come out of the box and make par on. So you, you got to make sure that you uh, you handle those first couple holes, get your get kind of get your feet stable underneath you, and continue to go and. Again, I think for Harold, the ball striking's been there. It's just going to come down to what happens with the putter for him. So let's say he's in that second or third last group to, to tee off on Saturday. Greeny, what's your time estimation on that? What what normal time would that be? Man, that's usually going to be about uh, 3 o'clock in okay. the afternoon on Saturday. So, yeah, it's a, it's a late start, and that's the whole thing, is that you get to sit and think about that for a long time on Saturday. Right now, you've got uh, some golfers climbing up the leaderboard that are playing this afternoon. The talk was, and following it, Greeny, that the the winds and the conditions are, are going to get worse, and golfers who teed off earlier might have an advantage today at Augusta. But we're, we're seeing some scores. Uh, I mean, you look at uh, Lowry today and what he's done, Charles Schwartzel, three under. So you do have some guys that are uh, putting up some good numbers here late in the afternoon. Yeah, and a lot of that has to do with the, the fact that the wind has been a little gusty. It is starting to lay down a little bit right now. Um, you know, watching Tiger hit his shot here on the on the 13th, the flagstick, the flag's not moving at all. Yeah. So 
there, there is some scoring to be had. Yesterday afternoon, the guys had the same thing, and they had it first thing coming out of the gate this morning. So, I mean, it, it really comes down to what holes you're playing during some of those gusts. I mean, we saw it early on in Tiger's round. We saw it on the on the on the third hole. He hit a shot that he thought was going to be pretty good, and the wind just kind of threw it up in the air and way off to the right, cost him a bogey. And then on the next hole, he thought he hit a pretty decent iron shot on the par three, and the wind caught it and knocked it way down. So a lot of it has to do with uh, when you catch those gusts. I mean, we saw it uh, last month at the Players' Championship, guys playing on 17 with that unbelievable wind and that system that moved through. I mean, we saw four guys hit it in the water in a row, and then lo and behold, Justin Thomas gets up on the tee box, and the wind absolutely lays down. He hits it on the green with no problem. So uh, golfers hate the gusty wind. <laughs> Mark Greenhouse joining us. Speaking of Tiger, I just uh, watched that shot. Beautiful shot, uh, as you just watched there. Greeny uh, looks to be in great shape. Do you see him laboring at all? He's trying to make the cut here and is in shape to do it, it appears. But uh, how, how do you think he holds up? Uh, he's got to finish today first, but uh, if he makes it through to Saturday and Sunday. Yeah, you know, the funny thing is, with all the talk about the right leg, we haven't heard a whole lot about the back. And I've seen him almost trying to keep the back a little flexible. So you might think that maybe because of the strain on the leg that uh, the recovery and the effort to try and put in, you know, five and a half hours of walking from yesterday, that's the problem. And it's going to start taking its toll on the back a little bit. Um, we, we all know that when we compensate, you know, for, for one thing, something else tends to uh, pay the price for that. So when you start to compensate for, you know, maybe your right leg, maybe it's something on the left side, maybe it's causing the back on the left side to tighten up a little bit. So, I mean, there's still some issues and still some things that Tiger has to go through from a, not just a leg perspective, but, but the back perspective. So the swing doesn't quite look as, as on point as it was yesterday. Uh, so we'll just have to see if he can kind of tough it out and make the cut. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, I'm looking at the live odds right now, and the favorite is the leader, uh, of course, uh, Scotty Scheffler, at uh, plus 275 to win the tournament, followed by Dustin Johnson, Shane Lowry, Hideki Matsuyama, and others. Uh, as you look at the leaderboard as it sits right now, and, and also the golfers that are in contention right now at, at the top of the leaderboard, who are some names you're looking at to, uh, to make a push and, and close this thing out on Sunday? Well, you know, Scotty Scheffler being number one, there's a lot of weight that comes with that. Uh, I think Tiger is the only one in recent memory that's won the Masters being number one in the world. So there's a lot of weight there. He, he's, he's shown that he's kind of been the deadly assassin all the way back to the, the Ryder Cup where he basically uh, stared down John Rahm and, and proceeded to just bury Rahm into the dirt, <laughs> to, uh, helping the U.S. squad bury the Europeans in the Ryder Cup. Um, and Scheffler just hit a lengthy putt there to go to five under, so taking a two-shot lead now. Yeah, so that's a big deal right there. Dustin Johnson not really enjoying the driver right now. Him and the driver are not getting along, and that's going to be something that holds him back. From a little further back, you probably want to look at Colin Morikawa. Shot two under par today, um, but was really kind of uh, struggling for like 27 holes or so, and then all of a sudden he birdied at eight and nine, and and then got one in on 16, so look to see if maybe he's got it straightened out. And then Will Zalatoris snuck up on us last year and finished second, and he's kind of in the mix as well. So we'll see how those guys uh, play over the weekend. Mark Greenhouse, Golf Shop Radio Show, joining us. Greeny, uh, what all do you have planned for Saturday's edition of the program? 
I think we'll talk about the mask. <laughs> uh, we've got Dr. Bobby Jones the fourth, the grandson of the great Bobby Jones, always gives us some great stories and some great insight to Augusta National. And then as far as having some boots on the ground, we'll have Rex Hoggard from the Golf Channel and John Boyette from the Aiken Standard, who will both talk to us uh, from the grounds of Augusta National. Uh, Greeny, I know you saw our uh, our Pirate Radio Masters Fantasy Draft, and uh, I am not faring that well, DJ, my only hope at this point. But uh, but how about you? Who, who did you have going into this weekend, and how are you doing personally? Man, I'm, my big disappointment is Brooks Kepka. Yeah. Uh, with with some of the you know the injuries that he had had, it seemed like they were kind of behind him a little bit. He had started to turn the corner a little bit. It seemed like and. Uh, Man, he just hit, you know, tee shots were terrible, iron shots were terrible, putting was terrible, uh, missed the cut, and then I also have uh, Webb Simpson as my long shot and John Rahm, so I got some work to do. <laughs> All right, well, hey, still some time to make up for it coming up on uh, Saturday and Sunday. Greeny, appreciate your time, man. Have a great show on Saturday, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. All right, have a great weekend, Cliff. Thanks. Thank you, man. There is Mark Greenhell, Golf Shop Radio Show joining us uh, and as we were talking there scotty scheffler buries a putt to go to five under par so he is all alone uh atop at the leaderboard has a two-shot lead over uh the field and has a now three-shot lead over harold varner the third there are just three golfers uh sitting right now at three under par and then hv3 uh uh dustin johnson neiman uh, some others sitting right now at two under par matsuyama as well all right uh surely let's open up the booty bag here on a friday whoa oh booty 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 everywhere booty 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 everywhere all right i don't have to ask you what we're giving away today whoops because it is right here in front of me whoops yeah that's i screwed up a 15 pack of the limited edition bush light latte aluminum bottles also a large two topping pizza at domino's look for bush latte at your favorite retailer today probably distributed by carolina Eagle distributing since 1989 the official beer of the pirates bud light we're giving out the bush latte today and it can be yours if you are caller number 12 317-1250 i already hear the phone ringing Caller 12 is a winner. We're back with more after this. Listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding Pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Hey, congratulations to John Carden of Winterville. Picked up uh, our free beer Friday giveaway. Free Beer Friday is brought to you by Bud Light. Every day, especially game day, is better with an ice-cold Bud Light. Pick up some Bud Light today at your favorite retailer. Bud Light, proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989 and the official beer of the ECU Pirates. Now let's head back into PRL. Here's Clip Rock. Charlotte, do you remember on Wednesday, I told you I got a message from someone saying, I'm knocking on the door. 
I was caller 10 Tuesday, caller 11 Wednesday. Uh-oh. That was John. Was that John? He was caller 12 today. Yeah, he was caller 12. He has And been... by a stroke of luck, because the actual caller 12 didn't answer me. Oh. And I had to, I, I sat there and was like, hello. hello. Yeah, you got to be There's nobody there. Yeah. Nobody there. So I hung up the line. John was next. And so he walked away with free beer. Bush latte for uh, John Carden. A.K.A. Uh, Silverado, A.K.A. Johnny Carwash, uh, winning today. Uh, did you see the uh, the hole in one guy hits it and uh, and sinks it? Shirley, did you see that? Yes. He sinks it. Yes, I'm going to give you a ring shot. Who was the golfer? Stewart Sink. Stewart Sink sinks it. I had Which, no idea by the he way, was still playing. His son was on his was his caddy, and I believe it was his son's birthday today. There's a birthday gift. There's a little tidbit for you. He's been at it for a while, huh? Stewart. Oh, yeah, Sink. he's been around for a while. That is an old, that's the name. Uh, Scotty Scheffler leading the Masters right now at five under par. He is having a day, and you've got uh, three golfers, Lowry, Schwartzel, and Eam at three under. Eam was stupid. And Eam was <laughs> stupid. And then there's a group at two under, including Harold Varner III. And, uh, Good info from Greeny there. HV3 is going to be like second, third, fourth, last group to play tomorrow and says that's going to put them in the afternoon window. So you'll probably be able to uh, check out ECU's entire spring game. But uh, Harold will be playing during the uh, ECU baseball game. So, CJ, uh, we're going to have to get the sports bar going inside the press box. You are in the row in front of me. So I need your your laptop on on one of the uh angles and i'll have one up there and see if you can get your neighbors down there to also set up some tv viewing so good stuff well i've got good news for you clip the game's probably going to go four and a half hours tomorrow just because (laughs) we'll both be up there so he will probably start or this game will probably start and finish in the entirety of his run what's the good news we won't have to Walk like away miss any miss of it okay you can probably see it all right there all right uh i'm looking for good news anywhere i can find yeah. it so. if, if you consider that good news i don't know i'll take it it's fine uh whatever pirates tonight will uh throw out the first pitch coming up at 6 30 as east carolina takes on wichita state uh spring game coming up on saturday you got pirate fest and the purple gold pigskin pig out going on you gonna eat some barbecue this weekend, CJ? I might have to. It's been a while. Been a while. Oh, I plan to. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm going down to Pirate Fest uh, with my godson, and then we're gonna mill around for a while, and then tonight I'm gonna, or tomorrow. Tomorrow. All right. And then I'm gonna grab a plate on my way to Max R. Joiner Stadium because I'm doing softball at three o'clock tomorrow. So uh, softball on the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard update: ECU losing to Houston two nil at the moment yeah although i'm not it's a it should be three nothing because there was a a ball that was laced down the left field line and i thought i saw a runner come in and score oh, they, they have just changed it now so it is three nothing okay uh, because i was just watching them score and i was like well why have they changed the score and i thought well maybe the ball maybe it wasn't fair and i thought it was and uh but they have just put it up on the board so it's three nothing houston and uh they are in the top of the third inning 
Courtney Oliver revenge game, we learned, thanks to Shirley Rhodes, that, that she is, is on correct. the staff. Uh, and softball coming up on Saturday and Sunday as well. Shirley mm-hmm. Rhodes will be there. I'll be out yeah. at baseball. 3 o'clock CJ will be Saturday, everywhere. noon on Sunday. We'll have our whole crew out for this weekend. So just make sure you are following us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Yeah, YouTube. we're going to do, do our best to keep up with what's going on with Harold uh, while we are out and about. And, of course, we'll keep you updated on the spring game. Tons of pictures, videos. Yep, we'll have it all. Yeah. We and, may crash uh, our own Twitter at this point. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So uh, already some pictures of folks uh, pulling in with their cookers, getting ready for the pig cooking contest. I am excited about it because I, I'm a big fan. There's always some cool like displays. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do you describe it, Shirley? The uh, I don't know because we were involved with them for a couple of years. Like right. I remember one year they had uh, we we did a graveyard. They had the gravestones of like teams ECU beat. Yeah, like like, that. Oh, like cool. NC State and uh, Carolina, and it was written on there with the scores and everything. It was really cool. I think you do we get won one year. On the presentation. Right? Yeah, I want to say we won one yeah. year. You have to ask Troy, but I thought we we won the year that the gravestones. I think that was the year that we won. I, I think you're so, right. So, um, but yeah, it's it's a good time, but. Uh, I'm not going to be able to spend as much time down there as I want to because, you know, I have to be at the stadium about an hour before game time. So I want to just grab my my plate and start making my way over to uh, do a little softball. It is uh, opening week of Major League Baseball. I had a couple of name submissions for what we call today. Uh, Chad says opening day part deux, Uh, opening day weekend. Yeah, maybe opening day weekend though you Wouldn't can't a day weekend? can't be a week yeah uh, i would say opening weekend if you're gonna go that route right yeah redbeard says opening day two electric boogaloo i'm down with it that's better than what it is now currently i, I still say opening day day works uh no the day after opening day, yeah, day. day yeah the day after opening day day yeah uh that's my favorite in the clubhouse right now uh this is closing weekend for the nba regular season last regular season game is i believe sunday yes and then you've got those wacky play-in games beginning on tuesday where the charlotte hornets will be involved in uh one of those games and you've got uh I guess the real deal playoffs, they always begin on Saturday, right? So I'm assuming they start next Saturday, the 16th. CJ will be rooting for the Boston Celtics, who are the one, two, three. Okay, they are right now third, a half game back of the Bucks for second. So that 3-6 game would put them facing Chicago in round one. Would be very happy with that. Hmm. I don't think we lost to them this year. Actually, I think Chicago has one win over the top four seeds in the east oh right that's their thing yeah they beat up on everybody which i wish the hornets if the hornets would do that that'd be, be great shape. uh the bulls beat the teams they're supposed to and lose to the good teams yep. uh but that's giving them 45 wins this year uh the celtics are just a half game up on philly so if they would slide to that four spot they would play the raptor you're talking about the you're talking about the four five or the two seven yeah the raptors yeah yeah yeah. and the four five no problem there either i i mean i feel like boston's gonna get out of i think there's they're gonna win the first round series yes i think there's four teams who are clearly above the rest of them 
and that would be the current top four seeds. Including the Heat? Including the Heat, yes. Bucks. Who's the uh who's coming out of the East? I was confident to say the Celtics until we lost Robert Williams. Um now Robert Williams was slated to be back in four to six weeks, which would put him back in the second round. So if he comes back and plays, I mean, even like eighty percent of his health, then I think the Celtics should be the favorite. Otherwise I would probably lean the Bucks. How about Bucks Nets first round? See, I don't think the Nets are very... You're not believing. Not in the Nets, no. Hmm. I mean, who who is left after Kyrie and KD combined for 75 points? Yeah, I don't know, because I kind of just stopped thinking about them after those guys. Yeah, they have multiple injuries on the team. Outside of that, the bench players aren't performing well at all, even compared to last ben year. Ben Simmons? He's not playing this <laughs> year. Like, I mean, yeah. we'll see if he comes back at all, but... I'm just not impressed. You've got potential for some great matchups, though. That that would be at least uh, some powerhouse names. And how about in the West, like a first-round matchup of Golden State and Denver? How much fun would that be? That would be a lot of fun. Awesome would, series. I'd be very excited to see that. I have uh, – I do, like – I do personal awards. Like, if I could choose who gets what award, I – I write that all out, and I have Jokic as the MVP this year. Wait, CJ's got his own awards? Well, are you going to bring him in to the show? To. I could, yeah. Okay. Uh, let's have that ready for next week. Okay. They're almost ready right now. All right. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing CJ's end-of-the-year NBA awards. Well, there's a spoiler. I have Jokic as the MVP for sure. So Jokic had the first ever – what were the numbers, CJ? Oh, for – Thousand, thousand, hundred. Oh, what was yeah. it? Uh, I don't know, but it was it was insane. Points, he's, rebounds, assists, milestone. Yeah. I mean, he's putting up he's putting up numbers that we haven't seen from a guy his size since Wilt Chamberlain, and that's. I mean, these are stats that Wilt put up in the '60s that we. I mean, I'm sure people thought at the time, not we, that they would never be touched again, and here we are in 2022. When, I mean, it's about as competitive as it's ever been in the NBA, and Jokic makes it look easy. All right, uh, yeah, we'll talk more about that next week with the playoffs getting underway. Pirate Radio just retweeted a Lake County captain's post. That would oh, have been me. I, ah. Hey, Terrell Owens, relax. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Content junkie Shirley. Uh, I like that logo. I like both of their logos. I haven't seen the hat that uh, – so Gavin Williams is in the picture of the big donkey looking big um his hat's cool but they got the logo the logo on their twitter is that old man with the white mustache i've seen that on the hat i kind of want that i like that um but gavin getting the start tonight and uh and shirley and uh, if i see something shirley i'll pitch in but uh you do a great job keeping up with our former pirates who are in the minors and uh, we'll keep you updated on that here with opening weekend going on yeah he's slated to start they're gonna start actually in about 15 minutes because first pitch is 605 all right good deal uh let's take our last break we'll come back get ready to wrap it up here on a friday edition one last look at the leaderboard in augusta where hv3 is sitting pretty right now heading into the weekend more to go on pirate radio live after this
are listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show. Welcome back. Uh, Taking a look at your stock market report. The Dow was up 137 points, closed out the week at 34,721. NASDAQ was down 186. At 13,711, and the S&P dropped 11 points at 4,488. And that is a look at your Wells Fargo Advisors financial report. Uh, For a personal look into investing, call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756-6900 in Greenville, Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's Cliff. All right. Scotty Scheffler is... I'm seeing five under, but I'm also seeing six under. I, saw six well. I believe he is six under now as he is pulling away from the field. But Harold Varner third will be playing this weekend and will be in the mix uh, near that top of the leaderboard in the Masters. We'll keep an eye on that. We'll keep an eye on ECU baseball, Pirate softball, spring football, Pirate Fest, Pigskin Pig Out, Minor Leagues, everything in between. Partridge in a pear tree. That's right. We got you covered here at Pirate Radio. Thanks for tuning in today. We'll see you Monday, 3 o'clock, for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. For Shirley Rhodes, Content Junkie Schaefer, and the crew, I'm Cliff Brock. So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.